Mix for y'all. Till my baby's born. Uh-huh. Yo, say, come on. Till my baby's born. Till my baby's born. Yes. Till my baby's born. Till his baby. Till my baby's born. Till my baby's born. Damn, it's crazy. Till my baby's born. This is my first time hearing this shit. Wish to have a fancy car. Wish to have a million bucks. Go. Mm. Along with your no being in love. Yo, this mix so is brought to you by pretty, pretty the worst singers ever. Yes. He did not rehearse practice Oh my God. Let's pull up the next one. Uh huh. Gotta give it to you twice. Mm. We not done. The best day on the beat of the year. Hey, crazy. If we oh no try that we could oh huh. somewhere <laughs> to climb oh my god he sounds crazy long as you hey yo stop the best thing <laughs> yo who said that mario oh this shit. nigga mario was playing no games with these niggas he said, he just hey yo stop <laughs> i heard that nigga says it wasn't mario he said yo don't blame me blame rio <laughs> This yo Mario really that nigga right now. Yo, we are not starting there, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we got to start with all man moments. Um, Sting, what you got an all man moment? Yeah, I was I was waiting for the perfect opportunity to say this a few weeks ago. I was waiting for the bus stop. It was around twelve a.m. I was leaving work, and I was approached by a prostitute. Oh, I knew it was coming. She walked right up to me. She said, "Hey, ass out." Uh, no. But she looked beautiful as fuck. I'm not not even going to hold you. Not going to hold you. I was like, these are the worst ones. Um, dark skin, like how I like. And was like, hey, um, professor. Damn. You looking good in that suit. My professor. Yeah. She wanted me to teach her a class. I, I didn't know I was teaching subjects. I said, uh, I'm not interested. Thank you. She walked straight up to me. She said, no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. I started looking at my phone. She's like, put it down. Put it down. She said, look at me. She's like, let me just suck your dick in the back. No. I was like, yo. She said, I really need it. I really need money. I said, 
You don't. And I really need to be STD free. She's like, I'm clean. I'm clean. That she was saying that. I was like, like I'm supposed I, to believe that. I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. But then it made me think in that moment. This is how chicks be feeling, I guess, when niggas be trying to holler. She was pressing me. She was in yeah, my face. You sound like you was getting pressed. I was getting pressed, bro. Yeah. And she was a little taller than me. I was like, you probably would have fucked me up in the back part of went back there. Like, fuck fucking you, nigga. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I'm about to rock your shit. You rock my world. You know you did about to fuck my shit up. She about to. Yeah, I got your bean pie, yeah, nigga. Exactly. I got your bean pie. This nigga talking about the nation. I end up giving her $5. Well, I, I'm a fuck. I'm a fuck and, him up. I was like, you don't have to do this. She's like, I really don't want to do it no more. I really don't. Oh, we need that Drake drop. And you don't got to do this right. no more. And then she gave me a pound and she's like, right on, brother. I was like, I got to save it for the podcast. Yeah, that's, that sounds great. Some man. people won't believe. It's a real story. Can't make this up. You really can't. Sound true to me. Life is weird, man. She was beautiful. I mean, I got I approached. Like, I told you about that time. I got approached by a prostitute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't on that level of beauty. You sound no. like no, no, you no, had a high end escort. Yeah, no, nah, she was no, nah, she. Nah, mine was a little. If I was on Demon Time, it would have been bad. But thank God I was not. Yeah, thank God you weren't <laughs> on Demon Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I didn't have no condoms either. Uh, that's that's probably really what happened. This nigga patted his pocket and said, "I'm I'm out. I'm a, oh, it's yeah. a drought. <laughs> it's a, it definitely for you. It's definitely a drought. Yeah, it's not happening. Talking about I'm clean. She like let me just suck your dick. I was like, nah, it was just like that, absolutely too. Absolutely like, no. <laughs> not even absolutely not. Absolutely no. No. Nah, I'm cool. Oh, man. I'm prof- all right. The professor is where she had me fuck. I was like, all right. Living in different times, man. That's my, my all man moment. Yeah. Thank God I'm smarter than that. Um, <sighs> I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Don't begin there. <laughs> I mean... Clearly, the boys have not been producing episodes for the last. Distinguished said it was four weeks. I don't know if it was that long. It, it wasn't. It's not two weeks. I tell you that it's more than two weeks. Maybe more than two weeks. Um. So, as some of y'all know, um, I was in the hospital. Uh, and I had a minor procedure done that was supposed to be like, literally, what they consider outpatient. And outpatient just means. That you can do that procedure same day and be let let go. Go home. They don't really need to monitor you. Anything like that. Um, I went and did the procedure. And. Well, first I had to go because of an emergency reason. So. Ended up staying. I ended up going into the hospital on a Thursday. And not being released until. Wednesday. So. When I was released, everything was supposed to be good. They did the procedure on a Tuesday. Um, Wednesday, I went home, and I did not feel like myself. Long story short, for those of you who probably have been wondering, I know a lot of people know that I have not been, um, well, those of you who asked, um, you guys know that I was in the hospital, but you don't know the reason. So when I got home from the, the minor procedure, I went in for an emergency reason because I was feeling pain and complications um, regarding something. And then that led to the procedure, which, again, was supposed to be a minor type of outpatient procedure. And then Wednesday I went home, wasn't feeling myself, but I still went to work the next day um, doing a bunch of stuff. And then Friday came 
And long story short, I passed out. Come to find out I was bleeding out internally for over three days. So I had a lack of blood uh, and I almost died based off of the procedure that they did. So a procedure that's supposed to have a 1% chance of going left went left. Now, of course, naturally, I have to check into that a little bit more because it seems like something wasn't done appropriately. But I don't want to step into that realm until I have a lawyer tell me what is and is not because... You know, people get excited about those type of things, thinking that they have a lawsuit on their hands and the hospitals and doctors and everybody is protected based off of, well, we did X, Y, and Z, and we said this, that, and the third, so technically, da 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 In this case, I don't know, because there's some gray areas that I'm not going to say on air. How were they, though, when you came back and they realized that this nigga is internally bleeding? We got to fix this ASAP. I didn't go to the same hospital, so because... So because I had to call the ambulance 911, they take you to the closest hospital. Okay, copy. And it wasn't the one that I went to originally. So Gotcha. Um, but thank God that they did what they had to do. Thank God. I mean, by the time I got to the, based off of what they said, by the time I got to ER. the ER there, the bleeding had stopped. So the okay. body had already started to be like, oh, shit. Let's fix this. Right. Um, But at the same time, I had already lost so much blood that they were saying I had to get two blood transfusions. I've never had a blood transfusion in my life. Did you know that you were bleeding internally or did they have to tell you that? Did you feel like something's off heavy? So the first indication that something crazy was going on was uh, let me bring it back. So Wednesday evening, I woke up in the middle of the night. And I had like severe indigestion and I never like I don't get indigestion often. I've had indigestion maybe three times in my life Um, and it was all very spread out, all very random. But this was like super bad indigestion. I woke up in the middle of the night with it and it like wouldn't go away until I drank like some ginger ale. And so that was the first indication that something was off. So, um, the next day, the next day was the, the Thursday. Um, I just felt super weak. So like when I went to, to work, I was just like, there was one point where I went to the bathroom and I felt like, yo, I don't feel right. So Mm. I was like, yo, I got to go home. So I went home that night. The real first indication that something was terribly wrong was, um, I went to the bathroom and I was like, I broke out in a, a hot flash and sweat and I'm sitting there. And then as I'm like in the bathroom, just try, I'm not sitting there doing a the number two cause that sounds crazy, but I'm sitting there cause I actually like, I need to catch my, my breath type situation. And as I'm sitting there, I start like heaving, like I want to throw up. Y'all, well, y'all don't know, but the thing we should know, I don't ever throw up. Like, throwing up is not in my repertoire of things. Like, my body very rarely throws up. So, um, I'm sitting there, and I'm heaving like I need to throw up, but then nothing comes up. So, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm thinking, because when I originally went to the hospital, they didn't have me eat for six days straight. Oh, wow. I had no food in my system for six days. They didn't have me drink. 
for like three or four days. So I didn't eat or drink for three or four days. And wow. then they didn't let me eat anything solid, which means I really didn't eat anything. They call it a clear diet, um, which is like lemonade and oh, wow. not even lemonade, apple juice and fucking uh, like ices and all this oh, other wow. soup and all this shit that mm. tastes disgusting. Like soup was terrible. But anyway, um, so I didn't eat for a total of like six days, seven days straight. Wow. Um, so I thought my body was reacting to that. And I was like, damn, it's like it has food in its system for the first time in six days straight of not eating. And it's like, oh, nah, I don't know what to do with this. So that's what I thought would happen. Right. And then the following day, that, that Friday in the afternoon, I threw up um, and oh, wow. it was black and brown. And then I threw up some more and it was blood. Oh, shit. And that shit sounded like a blockage. Yeah, that well. That and I was bleeding internally. So the oh, blood was in my gut. Right, right. And that point, right. for those of you who probably won't know, blood is like a, a irritant to the bowels. So your stomach hates, doesn't like, especially human blood in your, your stomach. So what it'll make you do is it'll either make you diuretic or it'll make you throw up. And so um, mm. that's what happened. And then throwing up blood, I was like, oh, nah. Got to go back to the ER. Don't know what's cooking, but <laughs> this is something about this ain't right, clearly. So I had to go back to the ER. That was my old man moment, though. Wow. About nine days of this, um, getting poked, prodded. Niggas put an A-line in me. I know we got some nurses that listen. So y'all nurses know what an A-line is. That's like a fucking big needle for no fucking reason. They jab that shit all the way in. Um, yeah, man, it was it was torturous, so. How do you feel now? I mean, I'm good. I feel like a little lightheaded when I laugh too hard. So I'm just been taking it easy. Damn. I don't know if that's like, you know, me having to still build up strength from, you know, nine days of being in the hospital, not eating, not moving, being stuck to a bed. You know, like I said, it was it was pretty torturous. Like but y'all girls, I want to come through and uh, support my nigga for the summer. Make sure you uh, support him now. Facts and be gentle. Cause when he needed you, you couldn't be there. Clearly, you know what I mean. I'm pretty sure you couldn't even have no visitors. No, I, I had uh, one person okay, come okay, visit. Good, good, good. And that was that was great. And that okay. was beautiful. And I totally appreciate that. Right. But they know saying, who they are. But I'm saying for the ones who ain't get a chance to come now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, family. now's the time. Pull up to the crib with flowers <laughs> for real food. Don't be giving my nigga soup. Food. You know what I mean. Be you know what I mean. Be gentle. Be gentle. But um, no, I had again. We we have some amazing people in our lives. Um, love boy. I always shout out Naomi. Um, Naomi sent me a, a gift card for Uber Eats for whenever oh. I was able to eat again. Oh, dope. I thought that was dope. Um, Duchess came to visit me, so shout out to Duchess. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I have people who are like, they want to take me to brunch to celebrate life because, you know, they, they were like, Super, super sad that I was in the hospital. Well, that I gotta be the first nigga first to do that because y'all can't do that, <laughs> my boy. So, so you know, I, I y'all mean, niggas meet me at brunch. Out, <laughs> it was an outpouring of love and affection. And I appreciate everybody, and I think that, um, you know, life is precious. We're in some weird, weird fucking times, and weird I think times. that we need to appreciate people in our lives. I mean, I've been saying that even before this, but big facts. Um, I think. I think we really, really need to make sure that the people that we love and we care for, we show that too because streets is done. 
Streets is 100% done. Y'all niggas, if y'all don't know that now, we're going to get to that in a little bit too. But um, let's get into the show. Let's get it off all this fucking depressive shit. I mean, of course, we got... We just need to update them, that's all. <laughs> we got a lot of crazy shit going on. But yeah, it was definitely necessary for, for y'all, especially if it has been over three weeks that y'all ain't here from us and y'all didn't know why. We ain't we ain't giving up on our fans, nothing like that. Um, you know, we definitely got shit for y'all coming down the pipeline. But uh, life happens. Life does happen. Life does. Um, Speaking about life happening, the BET fucking awards. They trying to make a comeback. Um, no, they like, not. Because that fucking award trying to make show is terrible. In terms of popularity. <laughs> like, oh, y'all, y'all niggas heard about the BET awards? That show. Yo, I've been giving BET props for the last. I want to say two or three years of them doing the show. They did yeah. an excellent job during the pandemic. Yes, they did. Uh, 2020. 2020, they definitely did a great job. 2021, I think they did a good job. That was the one with uh, Lil Nas X. We're going to get to him Last in a second. Year. Oh, that motherfucker. Yeah. But this one was a hot fucking mess. Uh-huh. I don't know what happened, bro. I did like this show was one of the most nostalgic shows. I did like I'm, okay a lot of old school shit and people was fucking with. Let's so let's highlight the good yeah, let's parts. The good, right? Before we get into right. the fucking craziness, right? What I liked about it is it seemed like they focused on winners that you wouldn't expect to be winners. Correct. Like it wasn't Drake, Kendrick, no. J Cole, fucking uh, Summer Walker, right. Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion. Right. It wasn't the same names. We got Thames. Uh huh. This Shout time around, Thames. she said for Africa, for Africa. We got a big lotto. Ah, big, big energy. She won her first award. Beautiful. Um, Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, finally. Yeah. Jasmine Sullivan got, got acknowledged on the big stage by BET. So it was a lot of names. And Jasmine Sun- Sullivan has been racking up this year. She got at least four different awards this year. Grammys, BET Awards. Facts. I uh, she got another I think Soul Train Award she got yeah. Mad Awards this year mm-hmm. shout out to her so you know Jasmine Sullivan has been doing her thing but I felt like they highlighted a lot of acts that again you wouldn't expect to dominate the headlines as opposed to like the names we just mentioned right I mean I feel like indirectly too there was a high emphasis on what's happening in today I mean, a lot of women were being represented. A lot of women, uh, more women touched the stage that night than any other award show this year in terms of black women, you know what I mean? Really doing their thing. So, you know what I mean? Lil' Kim still doing her dance for the 100,000 fucking time. But hey, it's Lil' Kim. That's what you expect, right? She she was looking good, by the way, too. That bodysuit was hugging. I was like, damn, clutching. Um, A lot of the, I saw a lot of women wearing some beautiful outfits on a red carpet. Um... It was dope to just see black excellence because that's what BET is being branded for. That's what they've been branding itself. You know, black entertainment television. Culture's biggest night was the was the tagline. Yeah, yeah. Culture's biggest night, which I think is a crazy ass slogan. I fucking love it. That who, whoever was in the boardroom with that on the money. Yeah, nah, that was it. Culture's biggest night. Um, and speaking of culture's biggest night, what were some of your highlights in terms of wow, they did that or oh, that was fire? A lot um, of highlights. Chloe fucking killed it. Chloe, yo. Let's let's call and spade that, a spade. That ass I got fat as I was like, damn. I don't know about Chloe haters out there. I see a couple of y'all in the comments sometimes when the shade room wants to repost some of the shit that she does. Chloe is the second coming of Beyonce. Just I don't Beyonce. I don't care if y'all don't Beyonce found her. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. And I don't care who doesn't agree with me. Chloe is modeling her career after her mentor. A hundred percent. That's it. She has chosen to be like Beyonce. Right. And shit, if she continues to keep this up, she could be bigger than Beyonce at some point. And what does that even mean? So what does that mean to me is <laughs> Chloe looks at these award shows mm-hmm. and says, I'm going to just eat up. I am going to be the top performance of the night. I don't give a fuck who else is performing tonight. I don't care. I'm going to do what the fuck I do. Vocally, I'm going to kill it. Dance-wise, I'm going to kill it. Sex appeal. I'm definitely going to kill it. Sex appeal, and I'm going to put a theme behind whatever it is that I'm doing. And she always always has a theme. She kills it. I'm going to bring the energy. I haven't seen not one whack Chloe performance. No. Me neither, actually. Chloe. Chloe is always a highlight. It's going to be hard for her to lose. Um, and Diddy. Yo, first of all, I, I know I'm late to the party. I didn't know Diddy was getting a lifetime award, which is a big award for Diddy. And I know this award this this is like one of the top awards you could ever win in your life. So early, er, right? I'm like, but to be honest, he's done a lot for the culture. Like I, he has. You can't front Diddy. You can't. You can't. You can say what you want about this man. What you can't say. His consistency is bar, is, is bar none number one. When it comes to work ethic, I mean, I, I, I try to emulate a lot. I, we just try to be on it. Like, even doing doing what we do in five years, there's a lot of niggas I started a podcast you don't hear from them no more after the first six months. Why? Because it takes a lot of hard work. It's not just money. It's not just showing up. It's creativity. It's originality. And it's just being brutally honest. R.I.P. Combat Jam. And it's it. we're gonna add to it now. It's having something to say because oh, in this generation, you gotta have, yeah. there's a lot of niggas that just get on mics and just say shit and fuck it up for the rest. Well, try to fuck it up for the rest. Yeah, of they just saying shit. They don't really got nothing to say. They're not adding anything to culture. They're not adding anything to the conversation. They just yo, let's say a bunch of dumb shit and get clicks. What's one of the biggest career achievements that has impacted you from Puff Daddy? That you like, damn, like, he did that for the game. That shit crazy, but he did that. I think just the the career, because I was, mm. you know, like, m- music-wise, I'm not a fan of Puffy. Okay. And okay. I'm not talking about Biggie and, and the people that he him, found. Him. I'm talking about him his artist, musical right. artistry. Right. You know, his, his album was trash. That Godzilla soundtrack, whatever he did, the song he did for the soundtrack... Like, that was a weird time for Puff for me. Sorry, breaking news. Ludacris's manager just got shot up in the club in Atlanta. Wow. Wow. Streets is done. Oh, boy. We keep telling y'all every week, Streets is done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But we're going to get to that. Um, Back to Diddy. Um, His career. Watching his career, I think, has been the biggest influence on me because... Mm. Just seeing the, the the transitions, the transformations. So many transformations, bro. And he's still here. They get into the money. The the bigger than life personality. The Ciroc bottle that has been a staple out here. Ten years in going. You know, now, now there are things that Diddy has done that's also detrimental to the game. Yeah, like the way he treated Cassie. For uh, him to then big her up last night. A little cringeworthy, uh, you know what I mean? And it's crazy. It was the way he said it too. He wanted to say more. Yeah, you know, you he know, to say more. You know, that's a hurt nigga. He hurt. Oh no, he's hurt. That was that was a. I let you go. Uh huh. And, and I don't know if I should have did that. 
Because now she, you're. Perfectly but we knew said. what it was, bro. Perfectly said. You don't want to get married. It's clear that you have some type of attachment issues after Kim. Oh, yeah. So whatever that was, and, and again, RIP to Kim Porter. Yeah, this is no disrespect. Yeah. Whatever happened in that relationship did something to him after. I think losing her makes oh, him have detachment even, yeah. issues. Oh, yeah, even way more, yeah. Or attachment. Because yeah. they, they weren't even together when he lost her. He was with, he was still with Cassie. And I think in the back of his mind, he I, the way I'm watching Diddy now with Young Miami, and we're going to get to that conversation. Yeah, I think he got to tread lightly. Though. I think he's the type of dude that unfortunately takes the relationship for granted. Uh, like, she will be here. I'm Diddy. She'll be here. And that's what I think he did to Cassie. He might have did that to Kim when he was with Cassie. It was like, oh, Kim, you'll be here. And then when she wasn't, R.I.P. And it was sporadic, too. I think that fucked him up. Oh, yeah, that fucked him up even worse. That should have actually brought him closer to Cassie, though, to be honest. It should have, but if you really in love with your ex and you with somebody new and then your ex dies. Yeah. That is that that's that's like over dramatic too. Like, damn, your ex died that you really willing to be with, but you with somebody now that really wanna be with because I think Cassie loved that nigga to death. Oh yeah, Cassie loved him. Cassie, what how many years did she stick by this nigga like before? 13 years. And then she finally said, This is this is what I want. I want a baby and I want to get married. And then literally within her first five months, she was pregnant. And was married. And was married. <laughs> Insane. Like, you know what type of time it was. So the nigga that Diddy introduced her to, the personal trainer. The personal trainer. That's, personal that's, tra- a, that's a wild that's story. That's a wild story. I don't know, but shout out to them. They yeah, happy. shout out to them. They happy they doing their thing. Whatever. They going strong. What the fuck. Um, but yeah, so I think he's done some things that that made me feel like, uh, but overall, nah, Diddy, we know what Diddy is. Diddy, Diddy gave us total. I mean, there's too, too many groups to list off. Diddy gave us total. Diddy gave us Danny D. Kane. Diddy gave us Day 26. Diddy gave us New Edition. Diddy gave us Biggie. Diddy gave us Craig Mack. Diddy gave us Mace. Diddy and, gave us. And to do that, you have to be a genius. That in that in that in, lane, that in that capacity, I know what talent. I'm the A and R of the A and R. I can real and, shit. Or, and even if I'm not finding the talent, I'm taking this nigga and to I'm turning him level, into yeah. a superstar. That uh, that boy will be next, and that's what he does. Diddy will help you become now you but staying at superstar level. I don't know. Helping you get to superstar level. He you at least going to get one superstar project, and they will remember you for that. Danity Kane. Danity Kane had one. So day twenty six had about day twenty six. Day twenty six. I, I want to say they had about two. You know what I mean? Uh, new edition. He going to get you there. One twelve. I'm sorry. He gave us one fucking twelve, boy. One twelve done had about three fucking not. Pro- he he going to get you there. Diddy also. Diddy also has a way, the way that he rebrands himself is insane. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying about this larger than life, I mean, he was telling us this when fucking Biggie was alive. He was like, and I'm bigger than the, and I'm bigger than the city lights down in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nigga, that was in 94. Yo, that's, a, that's a lot to say. And at that time, he wasn't even as big as how he, how he is no, big he now. was still on hip hop big. Right. And he wasn't on top of the hip hop. No, game. he wasn't. He was rising in the hip hop. Yes. And now hip hop has transcended, has transcended entertainment, runs the entertainment business. Legit. At least the music sector of it. Yeah. Legit. And touches everything else. And, and, and Diddy's at the top of that with, along with Jay, along with B, along with a Khaled, which means that 50 BT truly was the BT awards truly was 
the biggest night in culture. It was. It was. And they literally gave it to an icon still living. So, uh, Sean, Puffy, Diddy, Love, Combs, thank you for all your contributions to hip-hop and what you did for hip-hop. We appreciate you. Now, let's talk about this young Miami Diddy situation because this goes back to the Cassie. Carisha, girl. Guard your heart. Carisha, please. Carisha, please. (laughs) Guard your heart. So, there's two ways, in my opinion, that you could take Diddy's actions. Right. Um, right. in terms of him bigging up all of his exes and not mentioning both alive and deceased. Right. So one, the, the initial thing that came to mind for me is my current is always private. Okay. So, okay. On a night like this, who I am currently dating, I'm not going to bring to the forefront. I'm not even going to say what we do. Yeah, because I'm not inviting y'all niggas into my bedroom. Now, I already did, if I'm Diddy, I already did the Carisha Please episode. So people kind of already know what's going on there. (laughs) That's right. We don't know. So I could say it, but I do understand the idea of uh, whatever my current is, I'm not putting that. I'm not trying to make the fire bigger. If she not upset, I'm not upset. I didn't say shit. Right, and Carisha looked like she's fine. She was perfectly what she was still holding up the sign after he said that. It, it wasn't like she put it down, even no. though JT was telling her to put it. <laughs> yeah, JT like, was JT like, "Yo, like, yo, yo, put that." <laughs> but JT, you gotta calm down because the way you be acting with that nigga Uzi, y'all, y'all do some shit. I'm like, I don't know. Now, the second way I look at it, uh oh, the voice got deep. You know, the boys is back. The second way I look at it yeah. is exactly. The problem with how women date today. You know we going there. What y'all do <laughs> is go for these billionaire niggas, right? I'm talking about in, in yeah, on their level because Diddy's a billionaire. Let's not get it twisted. So you are maybe a millionaire raptress, right? And you're going after the billionaire rapper. He's not even a rap icon. Icon eleven. I stand corrected. And so, in doing so, the power dynamic in terms of, like, you're going to go hard to try and capture that nigga. That's true. You want his attention. You want to lock him down. You want to have real deep, profound conversations with that man. You're going to come to the BT Awards with a sign to let everybody know, I'm here for Diddy. Go Poppy. Listen, look at me. Look how supportive I am for you. And she was smiling. She was really smiling. She was enamored. And this nigga is treating this relationship like a diamond. Yo, this is a this is this ain't nothing special. Nothing. You doing everything special. And he's like, but this is indicative to me of how a lot of women date. Yeah. Because they want so badly to have these niggas that whether it's like have the most money. Most of the time it's about money, right? Yeah, but Diddy is more than money at this point. Yeah. It's fame. It's all type of shit. And I get it. I mean, they, they tried to put a name on it. I, I don't know. That shorty was saying it weird that time. A hypergamy, she was saying. Hypergamy, correct. <laughs> yeah, uh, on that show. Yeah, eight at the table. Yeah, they. The t- so hypergamy from, because it, it's multiple definitions. It's long. Basically, it's people who are dating people for status 
for money and to feel like they have like some type like some type of uh uh status in the world that is more than what they have cuz she was like she's not dating anybody under her. Yeah, she and I don't think else. the real name is Hypergamy. I don't know what the fuck. Right. I yeah. got to look it up, but Yeah, I was like what the fuck? But that's how a lot of women date. And that's yeah. why I said that comment. I'm not upward, yeah. I'm not saying it without actual proof. A lot right. of women Will, that too, yeah. Okay, or, or just in their dating patterns, right? They want to date somebody who is above their status. Yeah. But in doing that, an elite. In some cases, you look goofy. You end up looking goofy. Yeah. Young Miami, you looked a little goofy at the BET Awards, throwing up a sign for a nigga that don't even say your name in his speech. And she's still in her twenties, so she'll she'll be all right. She'll be all right. Yeah, it's Diddy, just Diddy is, is pushing fifty, if not fifty already. So. It's just that it trickles down. Not so much her situation. Yeah. They'll be all right. They'll I, they'll figure you, like you, you said. Right now she will never do that shit again. I'll tell you that. But I just feel like in terms of like what it means, it's indicative of in terms of today's dating. Mm. It, it says a lot. She should have spoke to Beyonce before you put that sign. Beyonce would have told you no, don't do it. Like. Y'all be going after the nigga that's making six figures and you working at Target. You just look good. Yo, you hurting feelings, bro. That's not cool. So now he's taking you to these five-star restaurants. Right, that only he could afford out of the two of y'all. He's, he's taking you to his crib that's, you know what I mean? It might it might be uh, in out Long, in Long Island. I was about to say it's in Long Island. It's, it's shit. There's shit probably in Westchester. Who knows? And in doing so... You you not bringing nothing but pussy to the table, right? But that's what a lot of chicks do. A lot of y'all, all you got is vagina. That's all you bring into the table, and then and, and then say, oh, oh, what do you? Br-? But this is all you have to offer me. You and and especially in these dynamics, in these dynamics specifically, and that's why I always preach partnership. Right. It should always be partnership, but instead, it's regardless of resources. But that's the problem. Is like how many chicks get with dudes. That want the dudes that we're talking about, and they're the ones that's actually resourceful. Because, in my opinion, I mean, this is just me being me. Diddy can help her way more than she can help him. It's not a partnership at all. No, she is not in a position to help, and him. she knows that. She definitely knows that. She knows by lining aligning with Diddy, her status skyrockets. Oh, it did. Shit, it did. The only thing that may Diddy may be getting out of this is relevancy. Yeah, even though it's not like he... He don't need it. He don't need it. It's not like he fell off because Diddy has found other ways, like we said. I'm sorry. Diddy gave us Revolt TV. Right. Diddy gave us Ciroc. Diddy just won a lifetime achievement. Diddy award. just got a lifetime... Everybody don't get those. But if, I guess if we're talking about staying relevant to the 20 and under... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dating young Miami is a is, is a, a way to do him. so. It's a is a great look for him, correct? Because now he gets her audience who probably don't or they phase out of Diddy. I also felt like uh, giving Justin LeBoy his own show was another good way to stay relevant. He, in that was, capacity. he was definitely smart on that end. But like you said, the dynamics is like he's not getting much out of this. Oh. She's she knows she's getting a big look. She's, she's knows she's getting a status look. boost. Right. She knows she's getting conversation around her, and it has nothing to do with her career. Because musically, 
They still haven't produced, in my opinion, a, a slap of an album, but I don't even think that that's what they're looking for. I don't think they care about that. Nah, singles and keeping a, an interesting image. That's it. Beyonce said this in an interview clip. She was like, people don't make albums anymore. They just make hot singles, fly by night. Drake said it too, these fly by night guys. That's, that's what the game has come to. There's only a few people that give a fuck about albums. And we're going to talk about the decline of the music industry because that's... I mean, we've been kind of hinting towards it, but now it's becoming more of a conversation within the industry. So might as well let the cat out of the bag. Listen, <laughs> you know how sticky it gets. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting there. <laughs> um, another highlight yeah. from the night. I liked what the OGs did with the youngins. Shout out to the OGs. Mar- Mariah came Barry. out and gave. Big Lotto, a big boost uh-huh. in that performance. And then shout out to Lotto for shining light on ODB's son, ODB Jr. Oh, yes. Who opened it up. Yes, that was fire. That was super fire. I was like, he sounded just like Pops. Damn, reincarnated. And then shout out to Brandy. Ah. Uh, because. Ah, uh, Jack Harlow. <laughs> Jack Harlow, that, that performance was a little mayonnaise until Brandy came out. Now I'm right. going to hold you. Right. But I fuck, I fuck, I fuck with Jack. I mean. It made that album sound a little bit better. I know a lot of people have been trashing that album. Um, but seeing him do those two songs live, actually, to me, um, it made that album sound a little bit better to me. Even though I, I liked it from Jump. But, um, did, did, it, didn't Drake executive produce that? I don't know if he executive produced okay. that, but they making it seem like he did because it sounds very Drakey. Sounds like a Drake album. Okay. Um, That's massive. What are some highlights and lowlights for you, my brother? Uh, shout out to Diddy for getting shot. And so for those who don't really know the story, I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't even know how much of it I could even really or, or how much of it is really actually true or not. But long story short, word around town is Diddy's the reason why Sean went away to jail. Now, I don't know how true that is. That's what's been being said for the last 20 years. Shine definitely was in jail. Shine eventually did become uh, a Muslim at one point. Um, I don't know if he's still practicing the Islamic faith anymore, but at one point he was. And Shine was definitely in prison for like more than 13 years. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely over. I think it was over a gun or a murder charge, something like that, something crazy like that. Long story short, to see Shine back on stage rapping with Diddy, a lot of niggas was like, they never thought they would see that day come true because they was like, for uh, Sean to do that, he would have to really forgive that nigga. That's like Jeezy and uh, Gucci. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the Jeezy Gucci. Yeah, because Sean could have been on some stupid shit. The only thing that would have made that shit better is if Mace would have got on stage, but them niggas are still going through it. Yeah, they still be. And Mace is not letting up. He not letting up. Um, I mean, I did think it was dope seeing Kanye, Kanye at the BET Awards. And Kanye don't even go to fucking BET Awards. Nah, you, you never see Kanye, Drake, Beyonce. Nope, you don't. At the Kendrick. BET, yeah, you don't see them there. J. Cole, you don't see them at the BET Awards. I, so, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's not that they don't care about BET. They don't care about BET Awards. They don't give a fuck about that. I think <laughs> if we... Keeping it a stack, right? Yeah. I think, in, unfortunately... They treat the BET Awards like America treats black people. Oh, it's, it's not a priority to our biggest stars. And that's what the BET Awards has been saying for the longest time is how do you expect our awards to elevate and be more uh, impactful 
than the Grammys and the Oscars and all these other award shows if our biggest stars won't even show up to it, but we'll run and make sure that we run and go to the Grammys. Like, we make sure that Drake is at the Grammys. We make sure Rihanna's at... They always make sure to be at at the Grammys. We haven't seen Drake or Rihanna at the BET Awards in damn near a decade since they was... Since they actually became stars. Yeah, since since they actually became solidified, you can't touch us. I think we might have seen J&B recently, not too recently, but... In the last six years or something like that, right? I feel like they uh, Beyonce might have did a, a performance or something like that for BET Awards. But other than that, we don't really see them. And so the award will never elevate past the Grammys because the Grammys can still be, grab the biggest stars in music. Right. Outside of hip hop. Yeah. General. So yeah. um, one of the downers before we... <laughs> Uh, get to the next topic. You already know where we're going. This nigga Diddy done kissed Kirk Franklin wife. Now, for those who don't know, I feel like since Kirk Franklin had that slip up with his son, we've seen a whole nother side of Kirk Franklin. I'm like, it's, I think it's a side of him that he know Jesus ain't get to yet. And this side of Kirk Franklin is stop effing playing with me without me saying that. And I've been seeing Kirk Franklin, like he's been getting a bit more gully these days. He, I feel like he's been hanging out with Kanye too much, to be honest. He got to stay away from that, man. <laughs> Kirk Franklin still does not have the greatest relationship with his son. I think his son is battling who the fuck he is. I don't know if his son want to be gay, straight. I don't know. So they're dealing with that. Prior to that, his son just, you know, he just feels like uh, it's like an outcast. Well, his son caught that charge. Son, yeah, son recently caught that charge, um, which is crazy. And um, Kirk Franklin had a few words for the guy who runs Zeus Network. Um, they were joking and saying that he said something crazy. And then the dude who runs the network was in the comments on the shade room. Like, nah, everything is good. Everything is good. I'm like, I don't know if everything is good, but okay, you could tell us that. Believe what you want. And then there was a part of the show where Diddy kissed Kirk Franklin's wife's hand. And you can, you can see the camera zoom in and Kirk Franklin is like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and then he squeezed Diddy's arms. He's like, don't do that. And Diddy put his head down and laughed, and Kirk was not having it. So maybe maybe Love had a bit too much love he wanted to give away that night. Yeah, I think Love was a little saucy, especially when he accepted the award. Oh, yeah, he got lit after He was that. doing a lot. Yeah. He was doing a lot on stage. Um, and wasn't he hosting the show as well? Nah, Taraji. Oh, that's oh, another low light. damn. Yeah. I love Taraji. Damn. Damn, you just unlocked the memory. I love Taraji, but... Taraji, you could you could take a break from hosting the BET. Well, I think this was her second year in a row. Yeah. You could take a break. I know that you probably wasn't coming back you're not next Kevin year, Hart. but yeah, you're not Kevin it, it didn't work out. It was it was it didn't sound good. It was bad. The out, people was clowning the outfit changes too. Way too many outfit changes. She was battling with the teleprompter. And I feel like everybody was battling with the teleprompter. Young Blue look was was the nigga that in class I had to fucking hold my entire life together not to laugh at. Oh, Young shit. Blue was fighting for his fucking life with that teleprompter, <laughs> my nigga. Like it was yeah. really embarrassing right. to see these niggas and then to to be on some like Taraji got to the point where she was just like I'm waiting on the teleprompter. Right. And right. I'm like, yo, either one or two things. Y'all got to rehearse better that you don't have to wait on the teleprompter or 
obviously y'all was having technical issues with the teleprompter, but that shouldn't have been all night. Like at least have the skits backstage where y'all went to 17 commercial breaks. So it's like, yo, all right, teleprompter's acting slow. This is the next bit. It just seemed wet. Like Taraji was not prepared at all. Damn. Like no she, nothing. she put her little skits and bits together the night before, didn't rehearse them. Um, and she seemed like very underprepared. She wouldn't do that again. No, they no. And it did not hit like the first year. First year, her shit was funny as fuck. They're not calling her back. Nah, they're not. BT, how can the boys just get a rehearsal in? Like, we get an audition. Yeah, y'all gotta. Because I don't mind acting a fucking fool on BT. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta figure it out. Because y'all sitting on gold mines, man. Yeah, need, yo, they need new blood. A lot, a lot. The talk shows need new blood. Everybody need new blood. Every, yo, and the new blood is here. The new blood is here. Ask our fans. That's all. But it's okay. We're going to show and prove. <laughs> We're going to show and prove very soon. So, you know what I mean? If if they ain't on it yet, they going to be on it soon. That's it. Before we move on, final uh, piece for the BET Awards, because we've been on this for a minute. I do not like what Little Nas X is trying to do to the BET Awards. Damn. And BET in general. Damn. Don't like it. Specifically BET. <laughs> um, you know, I am all for... LGBTQAI plus rights. Shout out to Pride. What I am not here for is niggas weaponize, weaponizing their sexuality. Oh. And I feel like that's what little Nas X is doing. Mm. BT Awards this year um, highlighted Pride. I've, I mean, shit, they had, it's in June. They had no choice. If they would have never did that, that would have been wild. They had uh, Saucy Santana. During the pre-show, which right. some could say is a slight, right? Because it's the pre-show and not the actual show. But I, but I feel like at the same time, he hasn't done enough. He's still on the rise. He's still on the rise. He's done a lot. He hasn't done enough. And I feel like after that, maybe if he didn't make that comment, he probably would have been on. If he didn't say gay, uh, gay people run the world. Maybe if he didn't say that. I also feel like they highlighted that performance as the big performance of the pre-show. So oh. they had a lot. They had uh, Juvenile perform. They had um, a couple of other big name artists. I didn't even artists. know Juvenile performed. Yeah, they had a, a couple of big name artists perform at the pre-show. Um, but all they spoke about was, yo, we got Saucy Santana pre-show performance coming up. Like, that was the big highlight. He closed the pre-show and opened up the BET Awards with, oh. with what Lizzo came through with the flute. Right? So Shout out to Lizzo. Um, they also had a section where... I can't remember the man's name. I think it's Billy something. Um, I'm, I'll look it up in a second. Oh yeah, I, I, I know. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. and and they did a, a section um, where Pride was was Bill, definitely was Billy Porter. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So motherfucker be in movies and all that shit. So get your money. They they did a great job, in my opinion, and I'm a straight man, so you take that with a. With a grain of salt. But I think they did a decent job um, highlighting um, the LGBTQ culture. And I think the situation with Little Nas is simply he had good music, but I don't think he came out with anything recent. Did, I'm going to look up that project. Little Nas X, your, your, your year to shine was last year. Yes, and they highlighted and that you nigga. You got all your first, the whole world, bro, you were, wasn't he like, wasn't he on Time Magazine? He was on one of these big... He was on a cover of one of these... Listen, man. 
If you don't shut the fuck up for five minutes, you done got your 15 minutes of fame a thousand times over. Cut it out. The, the project, first of all, last year, like you said, they let you do it was everywhere. one of the more controversial performances. And then Little Nas X came out recently in a magazine and said that BET, basically, like, there was a producer that basically said to him, Yo, um, that's fucked up. <laughs> now, in the in the interview, it makes it or it alludes. I don't want to say makes it seem. It alludes to it basically being about the kiss. Yeah, yo, that's fucked up that you kissed the nigga on stage. Right, should have talked about it. I feel like, and I wasn't there, and I don't want to sound like I'm gaslighting, but I feel like if the producer probably was more so like. That's fucked up that you ain't tell us you was about to do that. Because we all know how these kisses go on these award shows. When Madonna did it, it was controversial. Very. When uh, Britney Spears did it, it was, it was controversial. controversial. Like, so now, yes. These kisses be weird. We know with BET, and we know that there are a lot of conservative black people that probably watch the show. Yeah. Um, BET probably, or at least one producer... Probably was like, shit, this is going, this nigga ain't tell me this. Right. They're going to talk about this more than what we need them to talk about. Right. This nigga ain't tell, tell me this was part of the show. And now they think I, I gave And now they life. think I didn't do my job. Right, right. They, they said, you the last person that spoke to Lil Nas X, right? Right. <laughs> you the last nigga, right? Uh-huh. You was the last one that got that call. Mm-hmm. Why you ain't tell us this nigga was going to do that? Why he did it. <laughs> and that's not, again, that's nothing against, uh, yeah. that's nothing against the kiss. Right. I, I I just think that. Award shows tend to want to know what the fuck the niggas is going to do. That nigga had himself a Madonna moment. He said, I'm going to get my Madonna moment. And then he said that they called him or they they badgered him about being satanic. I mean. Dogs. Your video had a lot of uh, satanic things in there. Dogs. Like, I get that there was a a message behind the message. Yeah. But your video had you giving the devil a lap dance. Right. You get a nigga a dub. And then your sneakers had blood in it. And it was 666 made. Right. Yeah. It was 666. I don't know what you're talking about. So you might have been trolling. But for a lot of niggas, that's not trolling. We don't play with that shit. So it wasn't funny to a lot of black people. We was like, what the fuck he on right now? So, yes, they're going to ask you. They're going to ask you. Sorry. Um, so his album, uh, Montreal, came out in two t- 2021. So technically it could have been eligible. Um, but I again, I think it got most of the shine in 2021. Yeah, when the album came out. Yeah. So stay in your year. Stay in your lane. Make better music at the end of this year. Going when did it say? come out? It came out in September. So if we're talking BET Awards, it came out September. Uh, it came out after the awards. It, it would have came out after the awards. But he still had one or two singles from that album. So he was still rocking. The out. singles were already out. Yeah. Yes. The singles were already out. And he was already because he did the single for yeah. the show. Yeah, he was he was all he was getting booked left and right. So I guess technically, yes, his project should have been nominated or or if it was in consideration to BET, it would have been nom- nominated this year. But. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the impact of the album mostly came last year. Right. There's there's no slight to that. There's been a lot of music that has come out after. So much music. 
So, little Nas X, I hope you fix that with with BET, but I just don't like that you're trying to make it seem like they're coming at you, and I don't really feel like that's the case. I think you're weaponizing your sexuality um, and attempting to get people to go against BET, but... A lot of black people kind of like, nah, a little not sex. They had reasons. If they did question you, they had reasons. And if a nigga said, you know, that wasn't right, I don't know. I would have to hear more context about that conversation. Right. Me personally. Because I'm starting to feel like this is just a play to get, I don't want to say sympathy, but get people on your side. Um, because you keep your, con- BT constantly is saying, we don't have no issue with Little Nas X. Yep, they put out statements after statements. We fuck with Little Nas X. Mm-hmm. We gave him mad time last year. He just wasn't nominated this year, and he, that's perfectly and, fine. And that happens. You're not gonna be nominated every year, and <laughs> that doesn't mean music is whack. Yeah, stop being. These artists are spoiled. Artists are fucking spoiled. Just put out better music next year. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. It's that time, y'all. We got to start off like this, though. Damn, them keys coming in crazy. It's just wild to have fun. How do I breathe? Oh, shit. That shit can't do the speak of wild. Shit. How do I breathe? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so different. Being here. It definitely felt different. It you. felt different during the verses. No one. No one. Let it go too far. Uh-huh. It, it did go far. It, it went too far. It's like everywhere I try to go, I keep thinking of you. Mario said this. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh-huh. This is Listen, girl. Mario. Let's go. It's like you caught up in a maze oh. You keep on going in circles, girl uh-huh. Trying to find your way out But it's time I put on my cape And put I want that to the dip, though. Gotta wanna come and save you But I'm stuck in uh-huh. all I've seen And I'm when you love up. him And you wanna make it work And I can't yes, help you think better not, you better not play Let Me Love You it's You know it's coming Save me and let me do this. The guns. Yeah, Before he brought the guns yeah. out. He brought the guns out. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that boy. Help! Baby, I just don't get it. Uh-huh. Oh, you know we gotta let it go to the fucking chorus. You smell Man. the perfume, the makeup on his shirt. Uh huh. You don't believe his Mario stories. Say, Yo, you know that they're all lies. Bad as you are, you stick around, and I just don't know why. Uh huh. If I was your man, baby, you never worry about what I do. I be coming home uh-huh. back to you every night, doing you right. You 
Deserves, deserves good things. This for the diamond, a head full of rain. Huh. Maybe you're a star. I just wanna show you you are. You should let me love you. Let God damn, son. Wow. You know what this nigga said? This nigga said we must build before the back shots. We must handle the business before the back shots. It is consciousness over the cookies. It is politics over the punani. It is revolution over the romance. Yeah. I don't know where he comes up with this shit, but <laughs> god damn, that nigga's a character too. Um, man. I'll be the first to tell you, I had Omarion winning this by oh, a landslide. Shit, not me. Clearly, Mario said otherwise. Damn, I definitely. <laughs> I mean, Omarion got the bigger hits though. Omarion got the bigger, and he got more hits. If if but if, he's not the better artist. If we are talking, Bro. no, I mean altogether, I think Omarion is the better package. He can yeah. dance better than than Mario because 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 Mario doesn't dance like that. He, right? Yeah. He pulled out some moves that I didn't know he had during during that versus. Oh, really? Who Mario? Mario. Oh, not nah, well. Yeah, well, he probably he probably was getting ready. Yeah, he was with his trainers. Like, yo, I need this. I need this move down pat. But Omarion absolutely embarrassed himself. Yeah, it was it was bad. He wasn't the vocal somebody, readiness. Somebody said that he was drinking before the show. They said he was drinking honey. Well, they claim that um, he couldn't hear himself, which I did see. It's probably true. He was having earpiece issues. But at the end of the day, are you singing or are you waiting to, like, what what, what, what you doing? Because niggas talk about auto-tune. Yeah, and I've seen it. I've seen that uh, fuck up Kanye too, though. Right? Oh, when, okay. the, when the song is too fast... Like if we really want to get into the technical realms of performance, if if you're in in a an arena, the acoustics bounce off the walls, and at times if you can't hear what the audience is hearing, you will be either faster than the song or slower, or or behind the song. Oh, you might miss a key. You I might miss, or your your key won't sound the same. So yes, there definitely is the possibility that his earpiece was fucked up. And it makes it way harder for artists to catch the the appropriate tempo sound, and he could have been playing from behind. He could have. Yeah, it's it's possible. Um, with that being said, every step of the way, it seemed like he was just fucking up. It went from singing off key to then bringing out the melons and oh, and eating and the melons. Him and his brother Orion, it was wilding. And it's like, wow. For those of you who follow Orion, he's been doing the, the melon shit for, for quite a while. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. He's been doing the melon shit. Like, that's his thing. Like, Oh, he just eats a melon? and he, he originally, I think, put up a clip of him eating a melon and the juices of the melon just flowing down his beard. <laughs> and mad women was like, oh, this shit mad sexy. Please, I want to be that melon right now. Like, this has been a thing for the last two years, maybe longer, oh, of wow. him putting up, like, Instagram clips of eating fruit, different fruit, and the juices going down the beard, and women claiming it to be sexy. Interesting. Is that because it's Orion or because they think it's sexy? Which one? Because I'm confused. Now, that, now I, that's the question of the day. I feel like some women would also say that's cringeworthy. They'll say, ah. Well, that's what happened during Versus. Oh. Is now you're exposing this to a audience that isn't necessarily yours because Orion recently went on uh, Good Moms Bad Choices, right? 
that podcast, shout out to them. You should listen to them. No, I, uh, yeah, I definitely listen to them. Yeah. Um, well, the audience, not you. <laughs> the audience. Uh, but on that, he yeah. specifically went on there and ate watermelon. Right, which was wild to me. Which and was then, crazy. And they was just watching it. That reminded me of when we went on fucking horrible decision. I just started sucking Manny Toe from across the table. I was right, like, but... The two the two hosts yeah. loved it. I know, which was wild. They was like, yes, yeah. So there's a niche, and he has an audience for it. And it just don't it. translate. Nah. And the the shit that made the watermelon get crazy is when they gave it to the audience member. And, and Shorty was, ate it. She ate. I, now, she now, was eating it like she ain't eating in six days like me. Now, the craziest shit about this, if I'm being honest, seeing that let me know. If you're willing to go that far, there's nothing holding you back from what we know you won't do. I'm With someone saying, that you consider a celebrity? Now, check it out. Uh, the average girl will say to a nigga in the club, I'm not fucking you. If the average nigga in the club was Omarion and you knew that was Omarion, you would fuck a random stranger. Omarion would still be a stranger to you. You don't know Omarion. She probably would let Omarion hit. Raw. Raw. That's too. what that means. And, and and it's crazy because people only have values when they feel like they're not comfortable. But we'll take they don't have values out of the equation with a nigga that's a celebrity because the celebrity, watch this, makes them feel comfortable. That ain't the dumbest thing. I don't logic. even know if it goes to comfort. I get that point too, but... It's insane. I feel I feel like... The way I would describe it is people change yeah. what they're comfortable with based on who it is. And for whatever reason, and that's fine, right? I think we all do that. That's a natural yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But with celebrity, I think people just it's, assume. It's heightened. Yeah, they assume the, the, the best. And it's like these people can be the worst. It's still that nigga's still a human. He just got money and he's famous. I That's mean, it. by statistics, he's probably fucked enough people that you would have to inquire if he does have an STD. You know what? That's something that we really got to talk about. Maybe because on Patreon, all, all these celebrity niggas, all of them, all especially the niggas that are R and B singers. I mean, think they get about more it. Than anybody. Y'all getting it thrown at y'all every night. Left and and right. y'all not saying no to everybody. You're saying no to a very small few. Not everybody. Even even your favorite Tank, I think, on one of oh, the podcast Tank episodes has said something about, like, somebody offered him a six six sum or something. He was like, that was too much. But, you know, four or five, I think he's done or some yeah, shit yeah, like that. Yeah, he said he did a foursome and a fivesome. <laughs> so it's like... You got to inquire at some point, like, yo, these celebrity niggas might be worse off than some of these, uh, some of the quote unquote niggas. Now, granted, I'm a heterosexual man, so I don't know too much about what dirty dick niggas is doing, but I do hear a lot of stories about dirty dick niggas. And, so. and let's not get it twisted. We're also not saying if you're not a celebrity, don't go get tested because, nigga, I got tested the other day. And the doctor told me if you don't hit, if you don't hear a phone call about STIs, you're fine. That's the third time I've heard that in my life. I still be calling just to double check, and shit tur- shit worked out great for me. Y'all niggas should go and get your status, celebrity or no celebrity. Don't 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 be fucking around. What this verse has taught me, um, even though this has been, I guess, solidified time and time again, is that performance outweighs hits. You can have all the hits in the world. 
But if someone gets on that stage and outperforms you, it's going to be a long night for you. Because Omarion... He was... Uh, Omarion should have listened and took notes when Dipset got destroyed by one nigga. Omarion on paper has absolutely way more hits than Mario. That, that's just the reality. Omarion really could... In a in a real in a different scenario, level, yeah, Amarion could have played around with that nigga with the amount of hits that he has compared to Mario, but Mario simply outperformed him. That that's really what it was. Like there were a lot of songs that Mario pulled out the bag that was like, "Nigga, what the fuck is this?" But you performing it well, so it's it's a point against whatever Amarion is doing. Because this nigga is not performing it well. He only had. In my opinion, about five five points. I I I just realized something that you said. People might take verses as the new standard for if they're gonna go to somebody's show now. Oh, for sure. Versus is the preliminary for the fan to be like, you know what? I'm gonna go. Or I'm not gonna go to his. Omarion might have hurt himself. Oh, Omarion definitely a, on a stadium level. Yeah, you might have hurt yourself, dog. Omarion definitely hurt himself, and Mario gained a whole lot of new fans. And Mario gained new fans. He's about and to put out new music right now. If Mario puts out a project right now, I think he's getting way it's more coverage than he's gotten in years. Yeah, because he just simply. Even the songs I didn't know, I'm like, damn, that shit sound kind of good. What some, project was that on? Some people didn't even know who Mario was until Versus, I swear to God. And that's wild. That's mad wild to me. But then again, because Mario, Mario Mario, came out before Chris Brown. Yeah, I mean, Mario Came was, out before Trey. It, it was a nice little trifecta. Mario, there was, I mean, he came out before these guys, but you would put Mario in the same bag as Neo, oh, who had a run. If Neo get on this fucking oh, stage, oh Neo gonna kill every. Ne- ne- and I know he did a versus, right? Yeah, he ne- did a verse. He did it, but he did a verse with an old school dude. Yeah, and it w- wasn't it like a writer's versus? Yeah, it was or some a writer's shit like versus. That? Yeah, but if Neo do his own shit, with, it's over. Yeah, Neo's re- Neo's career is reinvigorated. Neo gotta go against like a nigga like Babyface. He can't go against no like <laughs> because he gotta have, he gotta go against a nigga that not just got the void, got the arsenal. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it's looking, looking like, what's up to Mario? And it's looking like, Omarion, you, you've been taking L's. Your former B2K members keep coming it's out saying chill. wild shit. Yo, J-Bug really want, yo, he really want to shoot the fair one with you, boy. Yeah, them niggas is not playing with this nigga. All of them want to shoot the fair. And speaking about the fair one, Ray J. Oh, fucking, we got to talk about this. Was here. This was one of the worst verses ever. By I don't way. even know what anybody was thinking with this one. This Ray J shit was real bad. Sammy was busting all their asses. Sammy was wilding. And Sammy don't even have a great voice like that. Sammy was wilding, though. <laughs> yeah, Sammy was on one that Pleasure night. Pleasure P was wilding. All of those, even fucking this nigga, fucking uh, Bobby V. They, they all was wilding. Not in a good way. Not in a good way neither. I thought these, I thought these niggas was rappers. I saw these niggas is gangsters, and and they was just talking over their tracks, bro. Because they got to a level they didn't give a fuck. 
I, I don't know if it was the alcohol. I don't know it if too it, much, too much. Was, stop being sponsored by Ciroc. Ciroc, stop giving these niggas. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but they sounded terrible. Nobody, nobody rehearsed besides Sammy. Sammy actually sounded pretty good. Yeah, nobody rehearsed. Nobody cared, and I feel like that particular night, you would have thought niggas had beef with Ray J. Ray J did say um, he was on. He was off the Casamigo, and it affected his performance. He probably was, but. Yeah, you would think they had beef, and then the nigga left Ray J's team and started singing One Wish with the Ops, and I didn't get it. Insane, dog. I ain't understand. If you wanted to sing the song, nigga, stay with Ray. It's Ray J, and yo, Ray Ray J looked really hurt. Yeah, he was like, what the fuck is going on? I thought that nigga was about to cry. And Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. you know, put out a message. She was a little upset with that performance. I mean... If we're keeping it a stat, like like we said, versus can now is at a point it's, now. It's the gauger. Where I think people it it can take away from your legacy. It can. It's no longer this thing where like during the pandemic it was just like a celebration. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it was branded. There was no real winner winner right. or loss. It like was, we sat here and was like, Yeah, nah, that nigga definitely won that. Right. Or that chick definitely lost that. Right, and it, but it didn't take away from your legacy. No. To be a loser didn't take away from nothing. No, it was just jokes and a bunch of memes the next day. This shit, though. Nah, this is on another level where if you fuck up on verses, you might fuck up your bag. You might fuck up your whole bag. Ray J, I don't see, I don't see you really fucking up because you haven't put out music in a minute, but in terms of, you know, you, know, you got Raycon, you, know, you got you know, Network, it's probably going to hurt your business acumen. Like, uh, I don't know about Well, Ray I think J. because of Ray J's brand, and he, who he is. He has a big brand. Yeah. It doesn't hurt him because the next thing that he's doing now is College Hill. Um, oh, yeah. He's doing it on BET. Yeah. Right. Where they go. They're going to an HBCU. Yeah. They're doing. Uh, it, 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 but it's like Celebrity Edition. Celebrity Edition. So it actually this helps him nigga because race. niggas like a silly Ray J. We're going to we're going to tune into that. <laughs> right. So now we want to. Exactly. Now we want to see Ray J. Ray J musically. If he if that was his bread and butter like Omarion, right? Omarion hurt his back. Omarion definitely hurt his back. Your stock is down. I don't like niggas don't want to book that. You got to put out another hit. <laughs> yeah, you got or you got to just do a tiny desk. You got to do a tiny desk episode with you just singing your shit and killing it and singing it better. Yeah, and killing it and showing niggas that you got vocals. If it was the earpiece, that's what I would do. I would do a tiny desk with NPR or one of these niggas. And just kill a, a nice little living room set and, and and show niggas I really got vocals. Other than that, staying quiet, being unbothered, eating watermelon, none of that shit gonna work. One of these one of these dudes did say we got I think it was Sammy. Sammy said, We got a chat that we talk about y'all niggas from who can and who can't sing. Damn. Don't don't let us expose that chat. Damn. I would like to know who's in that chat though. All I know is Tank said this could get ugly, but oh. this ain't my verses. I said, damn. Because Mario was talking shit. Yeah. And then Tank said, yo, this could get ugly, but this ain't my verses. And got off the stage. Mario, he saved you. Cause oh, Tank was on? Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Omarion brought Tank out. And then what did Tank say? What so they were singing the song together. Mario, yeah. uh, Omarion sounded crazy, right. but Tank was killing. <laughs> and then as the goat should do <laughs> and then uh mario said 
the only one saving this shit right now is Tank. And then he said some other slick shit. <laughs> and then Tank was like, he said something about, you know, niggas can't sing or whatever. Yeah. And then Tank was like, yo, <laughs> oh, this could get ugly, but this ain't my verses. And walked off. So he basically was letting Mario stop. Stop. Like, I know you feeling good about yourself because you killing Omarion, but don't let that shit go to your head because if you get in the realm with the big boys, nah, Yo, Mario, this is over. That's what might need to happen, though. Maybe niggas like Mario, not even Tank, maybe go against a, another nigga that still got his voice. Uh, yeah. You might get destroyed out here because yeah. well, those hits are, nigga, those hits was making your mom and dad fuck. Yeah, well, like Mario, I mean, I don't know if Neo still got his voice, but Mario versus Neo would be a bad oh, day for Mario. I mean, Neo out the ass, got Neo would just let his music play. Yeah, you don't even got to do nothing. And wouldn't perform. He would just be doing his same old one-two dance moves. So, um, yeah. We're going to take it here. All right. Yep. You know what we're doing? Go. I've been alone in my thoughts. Can't feel this void between us. Uh. I cannot stand losing you. Whoa, whoa. This boy can never die. Just let y'all know that. All these feelings intertwined. That shit sounded oh. better. Fighting the urge to good. reach out. My stance remains unchanged, baby I can't help it, I'm so into you Let's go He broke records, dance album That boy <laughs> Stop playing with that boy Yeah, I'm messing with the wrong one He said rap? I'm off that <laughs> And I didn't even like this shit when it first came out it was tough for me to really listen to. I had to, I had to sit, sit with it. But I had to, I had to, I had to listen from a different. We doing? We about to break it down for y'all. Though. I'm gonna let you know exactly what these niggas is doing. It's a new takeover. So it's Drake versus Beyonce and these mother Drake versus Beyonce, but Beyonce versus Azalea Banks, cause it's yeah. getting spicy on. The we don't even talk about we don't even talk about small fries, man. Azalea Banks, please He's, get some help. He said you won't break my soul. Yo, she's dealing with mental health issues. That's all I that's all I take from that. He said, I'm telling everybody. Yeah, she's dealing with mental health. She does this every three months. She comes out, starts saying wild shit. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily always for attention or right. again, if it's the mental health, like last time we heard from her, she was boiling cats. I don't fucking dogs. I can't that like, that's a slippery slope. We going to say some shit we don't need to say. So yo, Azalea Banks, please get some help. Stop talking about Beyonce. Cause you might, something might go missing. The next cat might go missing. Your whole career. Man. Yeah. Your, your whole career <laughs> might, might never make music again. I mean, it's already gone. 
Damn. I don't I don't even know if this is a Drake versus Beyonce conversation, but I do think one Well, Drake started the conversation. That's why. I'm I think one influenced the other though. I'll tell you that much. So who influenced who? I don't know. <laughs> you don't you don't just have a whole album right. in the tuck. Right. Right. Like you don't just have that ready to go. I think Drake was doing research these last few months. We thought he was just taking photos with his son at boy. That nigga was in the studio letting us know I'm out here. Now I don't think Renaissance is gonna be a a, a house or no, dance tr- uh project. Beyonce not gonna do what Drake do. Beyonce don't do what nobody do, actually. Beyonce do what she do. But what I will say is these two niggas was either in, one of them was influenced by the other. Somebody got a whiff or something. They both went to the same lab and got the same results. Do you think Drake was having conversation with people who did house music though? I think Drake, the way it sounds, it sounds like it was planned. It wasn't like he just gave it to now. Nah, this it was nah there is there is something in the industry that's saying house is next. Oh, okay. So that means somebody Beyonce probably knew this before Drake did. Whether it's something that's happening overseas and okay. is blowing the fuck up. And they're like, All right, we got to tap in. Yeah, we got, oh, we see what this is doing over here. It hasn't hit the States yet, but we're going to be in the forefront of it. But We're, we're going to be the ones to bring it. But sidebar, I was listening to some old, Drake was hinting this for a minute. I mean, Drake's been doing these Drake, type of records yeah, for a while. For a while, this ain't, so this it ain't, ain't nothing, nothing new. new. But the album is. Doing like, an album right, of it. Because it, it's a Kanye move. Kanye with the 808 and heart. and heart. So in my mind, it's like you definitely you still are influenced by Kanye, but you trying to now go. I'm trying to go over. I'm trying to go. Over well, the that's jump. one of the reasons why I think he did it. I'm trying to go over the jump, man. Y'all, y'all keep telling me that Kanye's more creative than me and takes more risk than me. Right. All right, I'm gonna I'm show y'all I could take a risk too. But you know what? I gotta congratulate you because you did say when Kanye dropped down to two, you said certified lover we're not gonna cut it. Drake got to do something else. Lo and behold, we didn't know he was going to do this because no. this this now puts him in another conversation. And <laughs> I will say this. Kanye can't do this. No, he can't do this. What I'll say is this. My personal opinion, Yeah, this is not what Drake needed at this point in his career. Mm. What do I mean by that? <clears throat> After Certified Loverboy, right. I think to solidify himself as the rap god, rap king, top of the world, he needed to drop a straight bars project. Right. You, you got. Were, you wanted to take care too, but you didn't get that. I didn't even want to take care too after Certified Lover Boy because I know that I feel like that is going to come, but it needs its own space. Okay. It doesn't need to be in response to. I think he needed to drop a project in response to Certified Lover Boy. He got bad reviews, even though it did monster numbers. It did six fifteen or something like that. Oh, really? Mill six uh, six thousand and fifteen first week. Oh shit. Six thousand. Yeah, 600,015. Oh, wow. 600,015 the first oh. week. Oh, wow. Um, his biggest debut, I think, was Scorpion with 825,000. Oh, yeah, well, Scorpion was Scorpion was a God's Plan album. That was that was an album. Yeah, that, Even that was... you didn't really like that, but Scorpion had slappers. I liked it. I, I think people had an issue with the double disc aspect. It okay. could have been shorter. Yeah, track A and track B, okay. Yeah, like if he would have made that a, a 14-track album, that probably would be yeah. a classic. Yeah, I think that's what you were saying too, yeah. Yeah, it would have been a classic if he shortened it. But it's not a bad project at all. Right. Um, I think he needed a, a rap. I, I think he needed a straight, I'm barring y'all niggas down, I still got it album. I think this could still have come out in the tuck 
And I also don't think it being called the album helps. I think if he would have just said, like, yo, this is a project. Or a playlist or whatever. Yeah, playlist. Mixtape, maybe. Like how he did with um, the joint that had Passion Fruit on it. Yeah, that that was um, that was More Life. More Life, yeah. A playlist. Is a what playlist. It, right. <laughs> so, like, I think naming it and titling it certain things puts more expectation on it. When it says surprise album, I'm thinking of a complete body of work. When he says surprise album, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, now this to me isn't a real, I can't, I'm not putting this in the same category or conversation of Scorpion or uh, Take Care or any of that. Like, this is just his own entity that lives on on its own little island. Like, Uh, 808s and Heartbreaks, you can't really put that in late registration. No, or uh, my my, my dark, my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or graduation, you can't. It's its own, right? It's its own planet. It's its own Thing. You're not gonna even hear. You're gonna hear like maybe two of those records on the radio because he did have singles. Um, he had the shit with Jeezy. It's amazing. You know what I mean? He had um, uh, he had uh, he had the shit that Drake was inspired by. Um, shit with, with all the drums in the background. I think um, there was RoboCop. There oh, was, I loved RoboCop. Um, Streetlights. Paranoid was I was paranoid. Shit, right. He kind of has some bangers. More of the stories that I'm trying to get at, going back to Drake specifically, is think about the radio stations that never even played Drake. Then again, I can't even think about because maybe almost nah. Yeah, he's always getting he's, played, but but this shit now he's getting on stations where it's like strictly dead. This is Z100, yeah, in heavy rotation. This is KTU, nigga, ma- massive, sticky, and the way that he's flowing on, I'm like, he not even, he like glides, nigga not rapping. He just, yeah, nah, he, he was just chilling on. He was just thing. having fun. Like I was like, this nigga is, now, I like that aspect of it, right? He's having fun with his music. It's fluid. It's like, he's doing what he want to do. Sticky and massive is my favorite record so far. Um, so I really, I do enjoy that. So there's, there's a couple of takeaways for me. One, okay. um, music is changing. Okay. It may be that hip hop is losing its footing and artists are aware of this. Not necessarily saying dances is going to supersede it, but catering to hip hop, which all artists have been doing, you had R&B singers rapping, mm-hmm. you got rappers rapping, you got uh, yeah, rap, everybody. You got rappers doing a lot of singing too. You got pop artists rapping. Like everybody has been catering to rap. Country artists too. It seems like the sound is changing and the big name people are the ones that are aware of it first. They're dictating it. So they understand that rap may not be dominating like it has been in the next few years. And let's move into other genres and let's make sure that we're at the forefront of them um, to say that we are trendsetters or whatever the case. But the reality is whether it's, from going overseas, whatever conversations, whatever, again, statistics they're seeing, rap is on a decline, and other types of music are on an incline. Um, that's one. Um, my second takeaway is I don't think that as Drake fans, we needed this project right now from Drake as a response to Certified. I think that this would have been great after he barred us the fuck down and said, nigga, I still got the bars, don't play with me. But now here, hold this fucking dance project. Like, <laughs> that's what I think. If I was to be uh, advising Drake, I would have said, like, yo, give them a project where you just, you fucking these niggas up, man. Um, 
because Kendrick just dropped that amazing project. You got to show niggas that you still got. You are in contention. You are still in the running. I don't necessarily know if this did that, and I feel like it only adds to the conversation of, yo, Drake is a pop artist. Stop calling this nigga the top rapper. Got any takeaways from from what's happening with being in Drizzy? Uh, I think Drake wanted to see what the attention was. And he also was like, I'm going to get crazy notification on TikTok, which he is. Massive in the first week of the album dropping was played over 64,000 times. I read that song. I was like, God damn. So it's only gonna get it's only gonna get worse. And what I noticed is that Kanye's Donda Two had a lot of records being put in a lot of reels, workout videos, gyms. Drake's records are doing the same thing. Yep, commercials. And I said, this nigga figured he figured it out. Like he figured it out for himself again, but he just went in a different direction. Um, and I do like how he's just not afraid. When we come back, we're going to tell y'all the secret of the music industry that nobody's talking about. You know Sticky how it gets. <laughs> All right, we told y'all one industry secret. Rap is dying, y'all. That's a fact. There's too much. We, we spoke about this before our little hiatus, but with Young Thug... With all these shootings, with all these killings, the law is like enough is enough. Rap culture, hip hop culture, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is doing some things and we need to put some clamps on it. Hip hop police were huge in the 90s. You ain't hear about them too much in the 2000s when rap became ringtone-ish and was a little gimmicky and you had Soldier Boy and... A Bay Bay and all of those type of sounds, but with the return of gangster rap, if you will, in drill music, and niggas actually taking heed to the music that they're listening to and getting guns and Back. finding their ops and spinning the block and doing all of that, mm-hmm. it's starting to get dangerous again. Yep. And so, if you haven't noticed, they're not playing with you niggas. Nope. So, hip hop is dying. I don't know if it will be the dominant genre in the next five years. And I'm giving, and that's a stretch. Five years is a long time. Um, Hip-hop is on the decline. It might not be that in the next year. Hip-hop culture, I'm not, the the verdict is still out. Um, Jury is still trying to figure out what's going on. But hip-hop music, for sure. The themes are the same. I know the rapstresses just started getting their shine, but baby girl, y'all got to start talking about something else. Hopefully, uh, Issa Rae's new uh, show adds a different spin to this. Yeah, because, I mean, we've been hearing about getting your pussy ate. Too many times. Big dicks. Too many times. Money. Cars. Uh, tricking. Uh, like Nigg- Niggas ain't shit. We, it, it's the same conversation. And again... We always flip it. It's the same conversation on the other side, too. Drugs, fucking, money, bitches, APs, Ferrari. Like, hip-hop has not evolved the conversation at all in the last 10 years. We're done. We're tired. <laughs> We're tired. 
Um, the second secret, the music industry is dying. Don't know if you guys have been aware. Don't know if you realize that. Don't know if that's a shock to you. I think it, it might be. I'm going to say it again. The music industry is dying. How could that be, X? There's a lot of stock in the hip-hop industry. And so when the hip-hop industry stops having impact, the music industry starts to take a dip. You, you know how many fucking rappers these labels have signed to them? But the problem is the market is oversaturated now. Correct. Me, too, the music market. Too many of y'all motherfuckers putting out music. Too many artists. Too many ways that someone could get hot and then the music industry has to catch up and then has to cut a check and then has to develop and they're not really developing niggas. So that new artist gives one hot single. He's out of here. And that is, that's how you know the metrics of the music industry dying. Because it's very hard now to develop an actual new Drake or actual new Jay-Z. Oh. I don't know if we're going to see another Rihanna. I told y'all that Shansia, they want to make her the next Rihanna. But the reality is, is that the market is so saturated with music that it's hard to make the next Rihanna. Yeah. Right? Thames just came out of nowhere. Thames came out of nowhere, and she's blowing up. And she's blowing up. And she's bad. God damn. She's on the trajectory that I'm sure they wanted Shansia to be on. Right. When they had her next to DJ Khaled, and then they had her on the Kanye project, and then she came out with her own her own shit. Right. And then that went nowhere. Right. Reason why is because she delivered the same saturated music that we've been hearing for forever. Thames comes out of nowhere, gives us something a little bit Rapid, different. Fresh air. And the shit is blowing up, but that's not where the music industry stock is in. It it realized that the cookie cutter shit is working and they put it's it's just like inflation now. Yeah. It's just like the bear bull market now. Like, is you like put it. all your stock into this one company, yeah, and then that company crashes. You're just going to lose money. You're going to go down with that company. There's no parachute, golden parachute. There's nothing there. That's where we are with music. Music put a lot of stock in rap, and as rap is declining, you're seeing music try to catch up. As new artists come out and they can't break 200,000, they can't break 100,000, they're supposed to be the biggest artists. I knew there was an issue. When her only sold 36,000 records. Her is one of the biggest, most talented R&B singers out right now. How is it that you can't sell over 36,000? And that's no slight to her. And that could have been the label not being putting stock in it. But that goes to what I'm saying. They, If you don't have enough money to put... Stop, or if you don't have enough capital to, or, or brains in your office to know that her needs to be pushed at the highest level, again, her did come out and say that there are certain label issues that she's having. So oh, okay, maybe that, that played a factor into it. But nonetheless, 
it was indicative of something. And a lot of artists are having a hard time elevating. Like their music is doing really well. NBA Youngboy is another prime example. And, and granted, he has a bunch of legal shit, but his music and his fame do not speak to one. They don't make sense. He is like, he's selling a lot of music, but you've never seen him on any award show. Right. He's selling more music than the niggas that are getting the most looks and, and spoken about. And that tells me something. There is something going on in the music industry. And I think it's on a decline. Uh, you said it, brother. I have no words. Said it. So those are the two secrets of the industry. I would say keep your eye. Listen, I was wrong about O'Melon, so <laughs> could be wrong about this one, but I I don't think so. And to add to it, um, little TJ just got shot over the weekend. Damn. Uh, reports are saying it's over a chain. Critical condition. Uh, reports are saying that the person who shot him also got shot um, and then was arrested. Streets is done. We've been telling y'all this for a minute. The streets are most definitely done. Uh, prayers up to Lil TJ. Hopefully he pulls through. Um, Post-pandemic has been nothing but shootings. Oh, yeah. Been nothing but uh, killings. Oh, yeah. It goes back to the conversation we were just having. Um, nothing but rappers getting killed, murdered, locked up. It's regular shit at this point. No, nah, it really is regular shit at this point. Yeah. Um. Rap is done, y'all. It's done. The law has had enough. The law definitely had enough. I think the culture is shifting. Drake, Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Like, all indications are saying we're trying to get away from this lifestyle that we've been perpetuating for years. And I honestly think, going back to what you said, though, drill music has done a lot of detrimental shit. Drill music. Definitely, because like you said, it, it brought back the gangster. Because drill music is gangster rap. It, it's, ju it's just called something else. And they're rapping faster. That, that's all. The problem, damn, we really going to get into it. Um, this is the problem that I see when it comes to drill music. Mm. Rap has become commercialized. Very. With it becoming commercialized, we have a lot of rappers who are making it that are actually actors. Yep. Which means they not really about that life, a.k.a. 6 9 Damn. Right? Damn. But they might surround themselves around a bunch of real niggas. They might even have done some wild shit, but that ain't who they are. Right. They just did it because they was with those dudes that he, do that. Yeah, you shot at somebody. All right. And you went home and threw up and never touched the gun again. Right. Yeah, you robbed somebody, but you had 13 niggas with you right. when, when you did it. You Just ain't sure a, a quote-unquote real nigga, right? So the industry is oversaturated with a bunch of actors. And then you have, again, no shade to, to Jack Harlow, but you have the industry side of it where it's, I get to talk and spit that hot shit and I don't necessarily have to be anything or live anything near that lifestyle. And because it sounds hot, what's popping? Like, 
It brand, sounds hot. Brand new whip just hopped in. So now it's like, yeah, yo, we know Jack Harlow ain't out here doing no thug hip hop, quote unquote, cultured shit. It just sounds good on. He sound good though. So we accept him. And this is happening across the board. You don't got to be a white boy. It's happening with black folks. It's happening with Latinas. It's happening with everybody where it's like, you don't necessarily have to live that lifestyle. And of course, there's always been the conversation about, do you want your rappers living that shit and killing people and, you know, glorifying that? Or do you prefer them to just make hot songs about certain shit, but never touch it. Mm. And I think that for me, rap has always resonated when it was a rapper talking about their actual story and what they actually been through. Right. Rap does not resonate to me when I can clearly tell that you just acting like you live in a life you really not. Yeah, you just picked up a pen and just started rapping. I was like, yo, this sounds great. I'm going to get a hot single and then that's it. But that ain't really your life. Yo, you remember us going to... This is probably really more Patreon, but we're going to do it here. You remember us going to showcases and niggas would get on stage and they start talking some shit about guns, about shooting niggas. Tuesday, my gun go off. And we like, nigga, you don't do that. Stop. You work at Ben and Jerry's. I just seen you at Target the other day, dogs. Man, with your dog. Like, I seen what you really about. I feel the same way when I hear certain records and I'm like, dog, you don't you don't live that lifestyle. Like, cut it out. I like, think deep down inside, the people that know that they could get money rich quick, they know what's gonna sound good. And it's and it doesn't matter if they live that life or not, as long as it sounds good, versus the person that's just being genuinely honest in their records, you're probably not gonna hear them. So of course you're not gonna hear a her as much as you might hear Possibly uh, Shansia and not saying Shansia is lying about what she's talking about, but she knows how to overly just talk about it. And it's like, damn, like, it's commercialized. She's going to always get the better, the m- more spin time than her. Who's just she's 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 pushing the commercialized narrative as opposed to the real narrative, and whatever again, that may be. Right. And again, Tank said it. Tank said they would rather us talk about killing each other because they're trying to suppress our love. He said this on the drink champs. I'm just paraphrasing, but basically it's, they are not going to really benefit from us talking about positivity. The game is going to benefit from us hating on each other and trying to kill each other. That's what the majority of those sales and those streams come from. Yeah, because that's controversy and drama. And this is the entertainment business. And people feed into it. So, Love isn't necessarily entertaining all the time. No. Love might just be too calm and too chill and too Mm -hmm. cool. But hearing the news over the weekend that your favorite artist just got shot because someone tried to take his his chain Mm. is going to cause clicks. It's going to cause his music to go up. Mm -hmm. It's going to cause all these things. And so, yeah, I do think the music industry looks at the drama of black death and the drama of black bodies being abused. And it says there's more money in that than there is in positivity and love. And part of it is what we 
continue to attach ourselves to in terms of the culture. Right. Like the hip hop culture. If if we got more excited about hearing positive shit coming from our culture, then I think you start to see a shift because it, it's entertainment acts as if it's the leader, but it's really the follower. It follows the consumer. Where the consumer starts to go is where you'll start to see the music go. Where you start to see the mu- the movies go. Where you start to see the conversations go. But until we make the shift on the ground level, we're going to continue to follow what tends to be the trend of what the music industry is going to continue to present, right? So that just means if Drill is in, Drill is going to continue to be in until we start to say, ah, that shit whack. Yeah, man, that drill. You you still listening to drill? That shit is twenty twenty one. Like, I we on that new Diddy Love wave? Like that shit sound? It's fire. I want to I want to talk about loving my woman. Like right. there was an age where that was the most popular, dominant thing to do and, in our culture, and that is called R and B. And um, with R and B, I know it's not on the list. Tank. You said that you're releasing your last R&B project on August 19th. I can't let you release that unless you get the boy on there. So I'm going to be harassing you a bit more this time. So just get ready for that. R&B money shit. Okay. Cobain Lame has overtaken Charlie D. Amilo as the number one TikToker. So um, he's the biggest TikTok influencer in the world. That's what's up. He is the biggest TikTok influencer get, in the get, world. Get a round of applause for that. Yeah, brother. yeah, yeah. We can get that for Especially that brother. That black African brother who I still I don't even know how the fuck he sounds. He he don't say shit. Do we know? Uh, do we know how old he is? He looks pretty young. I think he's no more than twenty two. Wow. I think he's super young. Oh wow. Um. Man. This is this was big news for two reasons. Um, I've never heard of Charlie, but clearly she is somebody. I'm not, I'm not dis, you know, we're not dissing her. Um, but to overtake her, she is a white woman. Right. That says something. And as a black man, being the number one TikToker, being followed by the most people, that, uh, says a lot. The second headline that came from this was the new york post and how they decided to describe the moment yeah i didn't like that and they basically like said like i almost called the man like homeless or some shit like that like factory worker overtakes and i get it they were trying to say the rags to riches storyline or that at least that's the optimistic view of it but it just sounded like, yo, say his name. I was like, what factory did he work in? Nigga, he is the factory, if you ask me. The fuck? And I didn't even know the nigga worked out of it. Why is that relevant? Yeah, why? Does that even matter? Like, nah, his story of what if he was a factory worker and put that shit in the body. Like, do we not know how to write anymore? You don't put that in the headline unless you put more context, context to it. And if you're not going to give a long headline, then put that shit in the body. We don't, we don't need... Factory work. Why can't y'all say his name? Post be really wilding, bro. The yeah. post be wilding. Yeah, the New York Post is a is a wild, wild <laughs> place. Post be wilding. Um, before we get into politics, you know we got a lot to talk about there. Um, too much. I did see an interesting conversation. We I know we spoke about this at some point before, but what is the difference for you between tricking 
and courting. I mean, we kind of we kind of touched on that earlier. Shout out to the boy Suave, Luciano. Uh, nigga, tricking is flying her out. Mm-hmm. Tricking is paying for an expensive meal you probably had no business paying for. Mm-hmm. Tricking is buying her a gift that you had no business buying her at all. Like you, like you went over that credit limit. Like you're gonna feel that shit in the next few days. Um, tricking on her too is also knowing. You are at a uh, point in your life where you're not really, really ready for any for anybody or her to be exact. You're not you're not ready for her. Does the her matter in tricking? Like, if yeah, that's a, that's a good question. If it's someone you're just trying to fuck, is anything is everything that you do tricking? Nah. As opposed to if. You're trying to wife her. Does it make it less of a trick? There's women that I've never tricked on that I've definitely fucked versus women that I was with. And it was just like sex is I was better off paying for. Mm. Yeah, I'm being honest because uh, I think man, about to have a real show. Man, I was not trying to be the. I just wanted you to stay the deep one today. <laughs> I think that sometimes. Depending on the guy that the woman is talking to, the dick will make her pussy better. Mm. And what I'm saying is the woman that you think is either out of your league based on how she appears, how she looks, how she talks, how she dresses, when you actually really boil it down, I think some men, not all, some of y'all don't got y'all shit together. Some men can just have a conversation with a girl, create some type of bond or situation with her. And I don't know, the dick has a language of its own because from you giving her some good dick, you think that before you giving her the dick, the pussy was good. Now the pussy just got better now mm. because you probably going to see a side of her that you didn't really see. And I think it's good that you do that now because it starts to like make you realize whether you should either continue to go hard or should you not? Like I told somebody the other day, I was like, Based on what you order at dinner, I swear to God, I said, based on what you order at dinner, it's going to let me know how hard I got to go for you. Mm. And I said it right in front of the waitress. And she was like, I was like, I'm just being honest because I'm going to know in this moment if you're going to take advantage because you're on a date because you're not paying for nothing or if you're going to look at something that you know makes sense on a money tip and it's the first date and I'm going to see if you got consideration. Yo, considerate girls. Y'all take the bag all day. All day. You got it. When you order the surf and turf on the first date, and we've had conversations, and you tell right. you've told me like you don't really like steak like that, right? And you order shit that costs twelve dollars. Right. But now we at the restaurant, and you like, you know what? You know, I don't have steak that often, so I, I guess this time I want to have the the surf and turf. Better finish it. And then you take three bites. I'm going to say this for later. I know what type of time it is. And you know how much energy you got to put into that. Oh, yeah. that's That might be the first and last. 
It's the last. <laughs> now, I've been on dates where I went to the steakhouse. I mean, I don't even know. I don't want to say this is a date, but. Oh, um, shit. I went out with a young lady one time. Dang. And we went to the steakhouse. <laughs> but I knew, I knew what type of time it was, right? Like, I knew I was going to have to spend some bread that night. And we both ordered the surf and turf. Did he fuck? Nah, 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 nah. Nah, I wasn't that type of timing. But all I'm saying is, in contrast to, it was like, I knew I was going to spend a certain type of money because this young lady is a a foodie. Like, I've watched her. I've spoken to her. I see what she orders for herself on a regular. So it was no surprise to me. But when you have a certain conversations, and I know you used to chicken nuggets and chicken tenders at a restaurant. At McDonald's. <laughs> like legit, like on a late night when you're not going on a date. You're going to McDonald's. And then now all of a sudden when you with me, it's it's the New York steak. Nigga. Cause they probably know, 120. They probably know you. He gonna buy it. They may or, or they be trying to test it. I think Test it. Don't, 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 you might fail. Yeah, you do fail. Say you do. <laughs> like this, you're getting a forty-five Say on this bitch. Dude. <laughs> he said a forty-five. <laughs> like, especially with new ex. New ex, I'm oh. not. Yo, what are we doing? Like, I'm not. I'm not tricking on nobody. Damn. Um, but no I guess flights? that that leads me to what my uh, definition of it. I would say tricking for me. Is more so about the intent behind it. I feel okay. like your intent with the young lady um, lets you know if you're tricking or not. And so, like, that's why I asked about fucking. Like, if all your intent is is to fuck this young woman and in doing so, you decide to spend massive amounts of bread, you're tricking. But it doesn't all, it doesn't also just lead to. Like, it's not only surrounded by fucking. If you're trying to buy her interest, you're tricking. Like, if you're trying to get her to be interested in you by just spending exorbitant exorbitant amounts of money. Exuberant. Exuberant. There we go. There we go. Thank you. Um, Then you're tricking in my eyes. Okay. In in my opinion, you are down the road of tricking. Um, Okay. Okay. But I also could see a scenario, or maybe I can't, maybe, maybe, maybe you can help break it down for me. A scenario where someone is tricking within their relationship? Yeah, I could, uh, I could see that. Cause if you got to if you tricking in your relationship, you just doing what the fuck you think they're going to like, or what you think that they're going to accept. Because you know a part of that relationship is not it hasn't been working for a long time. So you just start buying random shit. You just start going to random ass places mm. like, oh, I think this looks good, or I think this I think she'll like this. They might not like it because they pass liking you as an individual. They just they going because y'all still in a relationship. Nobody has said this shit is over, but it, it, it it's over. 
I guess it's so you you're just doing shit now just to do shit, just to be like, all right, well, remember that shit I did for you? If you ever get into a dumbass argument. So then that leads into I think the conversation we had a while ago where we spoke about men who just use money because they don't have anything else to offer. Yeah. 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 But a lot of us, I think, we know that there's women that, and like you said, going back, to, that we know we can, cannot, and will never elevate. That is why we shouldn't be going so fucking hard if we want to fuck. Oh, yeah, and I think that that's when we are tricking ourselves. Right, like, like you, You're not tricking her. You're not tricking on her. Nope. You're tricking on yourself because you know you can't sustain this path that you're on. Yep. And you're hoping to get this young lady by spending, like you said, over your credit card limit, spending money you don't have, doing all these spending things. Spending money that you probably saved for something and now you're about to spend it on her. You don't even want this girl. Like, you don't want her. Or maybe you do, but once you get her, then what? Because you can't keep it up. Yo, bro. You just tricked yourself. Bro, there's so much of us that right now, like, again, this is why I stay out of certain people's inbox because I know what am I doing in there? It I see make- your lifestyle. I'm not there yet. I'm not, and not only am I not there, I just see what you bought. I'm like, damn, this what you, now? Nah, no, yeah, I don't not, know if I'm coming I'm not doing there that. yet. I'm no. not going to put my, I'm not going to play myself. Nope. I, if I see that you are living a certain type of lifestyle, we say this almost every other right. episode, but if I see that you live in a certain type of lifestyle, I'm not going to disturb your peace queen. And I don't know what's what's allowing you to live that lifestyle. Right. You might be balling. You might be. Or you might be living above your means just for social media. Correct. I don't know. That's not for me to figure out. Listen, man, I was at a brunch the other day. I'm not going to say too much because niggas do be listening to the podcast now. But I was at a brunch the other day and I was talking to a whole lot of women uhpreneurs and, you know, they were into radio and beauty and consulting and law firms and all type of shit. And when I was talking to one of them and we were having a really good conversation and she looked like she had money. I'm not going to lie. And she wasn't all that to me, but she was, she was all right. And then, you know, I started talking about my work and then she was like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a job too. And I was like, Whoa, what? So yeah. So I, you know, was just having a real good conversation with her and, a few other young ladies, and I just realized, like, a lot of y'all have, quote-unquote, these things going for y'all, but y'all just buying shit and doing shit to save face. Y'all really broke, and y'all looking. Y'all looking for a nigga to take over. I saw something earlier today, and, and then the girl was like, um, I'm tired of paying bills. I want my man. You don't think that nigga tired of paying bills, too? The fuck? Like what the f- When I see shit like that It get me so I, tight yeah, I bro I be upset Like I don't know What type of man You gonna get But I gotta make sure When I see shit like this Remind Yeah I gotta stay away from stay that Stay away from you Not And again I, We say this all the time I think every man's desire Is to get to a point Where They sure They can take care of everything of For the course, entire family Of course But if your mentality is Off, off rip I'm tired of paying bills So I need a man I don't even know how that correlates. Sound like, crazy. Yeah, and and I know that the internet has normalized oh, sounding yeah. crazy. They have. But not nah, to a man you sound crazy. 
to a lot of men, you're going to sound crazy. Right. You're going to have niggas that are going to flex and be like, yo, baby, I got it. That's cool. That's great. But to a lot of working people who go to a job and spend hours there dealing with stress and bullshit and come home and want to be able to enjoy their check too. It's like, sometimes I feel like the idea that's floating around is that men don't have dreams and aspirations and things that they want to accomplish too, in terms of the money that they earn and where they want to put it to. It's like, if, you're a man, you're supposed to aspire to making enough money to take care of you and another person and not ha- not worry about building a business or buying the things that you want or taking care of yourself in a certain type of way. At least that's what social media will have you believe in and, and making it seem like. But I think we just fucking cracked the Da Vinci code, bro. Really? Talk to me. So I think the new play in 2020 okay. might be live a luxurious lifestyle on social media. Oh. Long enough. Spooky. To attract a man that has the means to actually supplement that lifestyle for me. So if I'm take if if I'm showing on social media that my lifestyle consists of flying out, going here, doing this, eating this type of food, unbeknownst to the person watching that I'm struggling, my credit card is about to max out. Mm. I'm behind on rent. But I showed this long enough that I'm going to attract somebody who maybe is making enough money that because Saika had told me one time, and I, I've said this, I've reiterated this on the podcast several times. Saika said a lot of men operate, and I agree with this, in the instance of they look at a woman's lifestyle, they assess it to their own, and they make the conclusion of can I elevate their lifestyle? Absolutely correct. So when I go into this, I'm sitting there like, oh, you've been to this steakhouse, but I have the means to take you to this steakhouse. So you might have been to the steakhouse where the steak is like $50, but I actually go to the steakhouses where minimum plate is 200 And so because I know that me introducing myself to you is going to introduce you to a lifestyle that is a slight bit better than what you're used to. Like I have confidence approaching you and entering your life and being part of it. And so I think what some people are doing is living falsely outside of their means. And social media is the best place to present that to people where it's like, look at me. I actually, I I just flew to Venice I just did this. I just did that. My rent actually $500. But I'm making you think that I live a lifestyle that's worth a million so that I could attract the nigga that's going to try and spend a million. But my question to you is now, just you got me thinking, bro, what's the fucking goal? Like, I'm like, 
what is the goal? Is the goal we look at people that we think we like based on what we see? Because we be seeing a lot of people online. And to be honest, a lot of us in real life, we're average as fuck. We like all right, Peter Kevin Samuels. That nigga said it best. You're average at best. A lot of us are average, like for real. Going on trips does not mean you're in a you're in an elevated space. Having money in the bank don't even mean you're in an elevated space because you as an individual, let's take away the trips and let's take away the perks and let's take away the money. You as an individual, who are you and what can you do to elevate me just off of you? Let's add inflation and an, an economy that's spiraling. Oh, my God. And a bear market. We're about to go into a recession. No relief in sight. Nope. FEMA cannot help us. And I want to know what happens then when you're unable to go on trips. Right. Where, like, for some people, a soup line is in the near future. Nah, real shit. Like, what happens to those relationships then when you've been spending most of your time focused on getting somebody that can take care of you and then they can't take care of you? Right. And that is, to me, like a big no-no, right? Like, if that is the basis or foundation, that should be an element of the relationship, 100%. We need to... We both should have the mindset that we're taking care of each other. And that we want to take care of each other. And that not, we want to. Not just because, oh, we interrelate. No, you, I really want you to want to take care of me, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I need that as, as come on, you know, put your, me being me. Put your five non-negotiables on this fucking podcast. That's what I need. I need that because sickle cell is, is going to pop up. That's it. So I, I need you to want to take care of me in those instances. Put your pussy just like, alive for a thousand years. <laughs> just like... I would love to, you know, you sick, yo, what, what you need? What you need me to do? Like, it, it shouldn't feel like, oh, I'm obligated because he work all day, so, nah, fuck that. Like, I want that to be in your makeup, your DNA, how you look at shit. Um, but you asked a really good question. What is the end goal? And I feel like for a lot of people, the end goal is being taken care of. And then for the other end of it, I think men are, are superficial and for a lot of men and some men are waking up, but for a lot of men, it's about the flex. And I gotta, I gotta be honest on a podcast. I've slipped back into my old ways, man. Mm. I, I, I went from deleting a whole bunch of people I don't know. And the other day I was online. I just started following random people again. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Nah, get rid of them. I was like, what am I doing? I'm falling back into the old patterns. I told myself I'm not doing this. I'm not going to just be following Shorty because she got a fat ass. And I'm over here following Shorty because she got a fat ass. I'm like, what am I yeah, doing? You got to delete that. I have to. <laughs> it's get not going to do nothing for get me. that out. It's not doing nothing for you. And it, and I'm not going to do anything but just be tapping, just double tapping. Double tapping and getting ignored. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. No matter how much followers I'm getting. Nah, Still getting matter. followers, it don't matter. Not until you got that blue check. Oh, once I get that, I mean, but even that too is like that. That's a slippery slope. Slippery slope. Yeah, I mean, the blue check is coming for both of us. Hello, nah, I, I'm, nah, that, I'm, that's a fact. I'm out here. We out here. That's a fact. I, I think maybe in the next couple of months. Yeah. Outside, boy. So I don't know what type of beast that's going to unlock. 
facility but, there. Listen, R and B money shit. Yeah, I mean, so we're gonna be calling ourselves R and B niggas after this. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking vocal lessons with. Rage. I mean, now granted, the blue check don't mean nope. your life change. Nope. A lot of people think that once you get the blue check, they start moving like a celebrity. I don't mean shit. You still got to get the numbers. And honestly, I don't really think people in this day and age you don't really start pushing weight until you around fifty k. Twenty k don't do it no more. Ten k don't do it no more for it, sure. It used to, but it don't. It used to. Back in maybe 2010, if you had 15K, nah. you was doing all right. Yeah, you was doing your thing. But uh, nowadays, I think you need at least 50K to even monetize appropriately off of your brand if you have a brand associated with the numbers. Because that's where a lot of other niggas fuck up too, is they have a, a brand. Well, no, they don't have a brand. They just have been putting out content that's been hitting for people. But then, And then they don't have a way to... You know, they have no no merch behind it. They have no fucking shows behind it. They have no uh, master class behind it. It's just sitting there. Correct. I told you I'm following somebody. She's almost at 70,000K. No monetization whatsoever. Just followers to follow. I'm like, oh, I, cu- I couldn't be you. I'll tell you that shit. Yeah, just niggas in your inbox. And that's doing nothing for your bank account. I'm sorry. You know what we well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. I'm about to potentially change that drop because now we are seeing the harmful impacts of what those two gentlemen did when they were in the White House. I know a lot of people thought that it was funny. Trump tweeted uh silly things he was unapologetically himself and a lot of people loved that um but what i constantly tried over the years to say on this podcast and inform people about was the fact that this was never a game this was never a joke this was never entertainment and y'all treated politics and people being voted in and out of seats, like it doesn't impact the day-to-day livelihoods of many people. And so, here we are today. When Trump was in the White House and was the President of the United States for four years, he had the luck of the draw of having the ability to appoint Three Supreme Justices, which in turn changed the court, which was pretty even. I think it was four or five at the time, um, leaning more liberal, quote unquote, because at the end of the day, the Supreme Court is not supposed to be liberal. It's not supposed to be conservative. It's not supposed to be Democratic and it's not supposed to be Republican. That is the basis of the Supreme Court. They are supposed to be a neutral party that doesn't play the political game. We all know that that's not the case. But that is what is supposed to be um, their stance and their situating body. Um, But Trump put three conservative justices on the court. And now you have six the justices that you would consider conservative, 
and you have three justices that you would consider liberal. Uh oh. Now, what does that mean? Plainfield destroyed. That means that anything that conservatives have been saying for the last hundred years regarding laws that have been passed or anything of that nature that they don't agree with, anybody has the ability to sue. And what ends up happening with certain cases is they go up the chain. If they ever make it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court makes a particular type of ruling, the highest court in the land, it overturns the law. So if there's a law that someone deems to infringe on their constitutional rights, or they feel like is against the Constitution in general, and they bring it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court agrees with them, that law is null and void. And that is what happened with Roe versus Wade. The law of the land that the Supreme Court had previously upheld under the amendments, the Fourth Amendment and the 14th, um, specifically regarding privacy and the government not necessarily being able to tell people what to do with their bodies um, were some of the main conversations around it. We are now in a space where the Supreme Court has reversed and said the government, the federal government, cannot dictate what the states want to do when it comes to abortion. And for some people, they look at that as the federal government taking its hands off and saying that it is not up to them, but in reality... That simply means they are giving more power to the states oh, hell yeah. to make decisions based on what the people in that state can and cannot do. So now you're, you are saying the government has a say in the act of abortion um, and terminating pregnancy because that's what we're really talking about like abortion sounds ugly but terminating pregnancy can happen in many different stages can happen before there's before the sperm even catches an egg like it can happen by wearing a condom right like that's a termination of pregnancy if you really want to think about it from that lens yeah um pulling out too pulling out right <laughs> so here we are. Um, this is not a game. Who is sitting in your local government? Who is sitting at the state level at your in in your state, your city, your mayors, your governors? All of these people matter. And damn sure who the president is matters. I know a lot of us don't fuck with Joe Biden, the nigga falling off bikes. It's getting real spooky on his side. And th- and and what's crazy is this is not the first time that Joe Biden fell this year. I think earlier he fell off the aircraft. Um, yeah, he fell down the stairs. Yeah, he fell down the stairs. So in my mind, it's like, yeah, I don't see what's going on. He's he's too old for this, honestly. No, no, no. All, all, uh, all, all jokes aside, he's too old for this. And oh, granted, Obama ain't fall off shit. 
And granted, he may have not delivered on all policies, but we wouldn't be having this fight if he was or if Hillary was uh, president when Trump was president. So I just say that to say who's in the seat matters. We can't be wowed by a nigga's tweets and think because he tweets something funny or something quote unquote real that we can just put them in in the highest office in, of the land. And then when they make certain decisions and do certain things, we don't even know. All we know is that the nigga has funny tweets, but we're not paying attention to the fact of what he's doing with the Supreme Court justices. A lot of y'all are shocked. I knew this was happening three years ago. He set this shit up a while ago. So, again, um, on the moral stance, everybody's entitled to their moral opinion. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and, and on a podcast and argue that down. But guess what morals are typically associated with? Religion. We live in a country that is supposed to be separate of church and state. Definitely not the case. Your moral opinion is not supposed to matter in this instance. Sorry. If you think it's killing babies or not. If you think it's an act against God or not. That's not what these people are supposed to be ruling. Based on. Supposed to be ruling based off of what the Constitution grants its people in terms of rights. And I damn sure think that the privacy of what medical operations you need to have feel like is necessary or don't feel like is necessary should not be in the hands of the state. The state should not be able to tell me you don't need that procedure. So you got to suffer with whatever it is that you got. Let's take babies out of it. Let's say the state is telling you, yeah, you got cancer, but. Can you imagine? Yeah. we you Because you live here, you can't have an operation about that. I could definitely see that happening. Like, sorry. Like, we, we think cancer is an act of God. So. You got to you got to suffer through that and hopefully you'll get cured. Damn. Like if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Shame. Like that, that's really what we're saying is happening at this moment in time. Now you switch in a baby and then the moral complexity of it comes in. And granted, like I said, I'm not arguing with this. I have plenty of uh, Christian friends. I have plenty of people who aren't Christian who morally would never get an abortion. And to me, that's fine. I don't, that, that is not, to that's not the issue. It's what that means for the person that, that feels like that is necessary or feels like they want to, or they, or they need to. I'm not a woman, but I've always been uh pro-life. However, my biggest problem with this thing is it is taking away 
especially in especially obviously the red states is taking away the aspect of the woman having full governance over her body that's what this whole thing is about and there's a lot of women that I spoke to in lieu of this news and they're upset a lot of them was like they're getting ready to move out of New York state and a lot of them was like, I'm getting ready to move out of America. I mean, Taraji P. Henson tweeted last week that, you know, she doesn't feel safe here and she wants to dip. She just got to figure out where she's going to go. There's a lot of people that's about to jump ship because they're, they've realized this already. But, yo, our government is not really in what the fuck we want for ourselves. The government is like, this is what the fuck we need you to get on board with. And if you're not on board, then I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, if you get caught, so if we find out you killed a baby, we considering that murder. You're going to jail. And I mean, and a lot then, of people might be going to jail. But we also got to get to the, the point of there are different stages of terminating pregnancy and not every one of them can be considered, quote unquote, killing babies. That's the next part of the conversation. I know that is what people lean on because that sounds terrible, right? Who wants to? Who agrees with killing a, a child? Nobody. Um, and that's why I said terminating pregnancy, because in many cases, again, ejaculating into a condom is terminating a pregnancy <laughs> or attempting to terminate a pregnancy. Thank God for condoms. So, um, yeah, I mean, moving out of New York probably wouldn't be the best thing for them. <laughs> Those who are uh, uh, saying that New York is definitely protecting as might, much as it can. Might want to stay here for now. Uh, abortion um, rights. Um, but where a lot of black people are right now, Atlanta. D.C. Uh, D.C. is fine. Okay. Um, but you got Atlanta. Uh, well, D.C., the funny part about D.C., though, is it's in Virginia. Right. DMV area. So Virginia, some parts. So the the city, I mean, in DC is not technically considered separate. It's not considered a separate state. Um. So yeah, you might be you might be right because they'll have to go under what the governor of Virginia decides. Um. Virginia Virginia is an interesting state, man. Virginia a little a little different out there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of space. Florida, a lot of places oh, where Florida, a lot of people have moved recently. Mississippi, where y'all, this is going to affect y'all. It is. Overall, I think it's just affecting the women because women are just like, shit. I feel like to this day, women still feel like, even though with all of their accomplishments, they've still never fully been in control of their own life. And well, see, and the then I think this is the part that women want one men understand too is this isn't just a woman's issue correct uh and a lot of us as men are going to treat it like it is and going to look at it like we're on the sidelines cheering you on and it's like nah you need to get into the fight with them because when you bust a nut in shaquisha on a drunken night and y'all both know y'all don't want that baby. Y'all wasn't planning on having nobody's child. You just met her two days ago. That's a fact. And she tells you she's pregnant. Damn. What y'all doing? What state you moving to to make sure you could do it too? And now they're talking about taking contraception 
Yeah, I, I saw that too, and I was like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? So now y'all telling niggas they can't even be on birth control. Why are y'all forcing niggas to have babies? And the last stroke, my nigga, I'm going to just jerk off. Because you're not going to catch me slipping. Yeah, and, and there's some states where that's a... It, it, you can't jerk off in certain right, yeah, states. Yeah, yo. They got laws against it. But how would they find out is my thing. It's the weird part. Why would you even make a law like that? That's so crazy. I can't touch myself? It, According you, to the law? You don't want me to have pleasure? Listen, man, we living in, in spooky times, men. I would really hate. I would I strongly dislike to be because I would feel like the world is against me right now. Well, that's what that's what it feels like. I'm I mean, sure. That's why that day when you told me, nigga, I was upset. I was really upset. I was like, yo, I don't know what the f- I don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> but uh, yo, we gotta for the men that are conscious enough, we need to be out on the front lines for our women. And I'm talking about the women that we love, um, the women that are our sisters, our nieces, our godmothers, our godparents, our guardians, our school teachers, our nurses, our doctors, our lawyers. We need to be on the front line, especially for women of color and the minority. I said this on my page already, especially for the women of color and the minority. I feel like I also just took I took a back seat several years now. On my political shit And the other day Nobody has said this yet But I know it aired Because I, I know I know it aired The other day I was on Pix11 News And we definitely were talking About Juneteenth And we definitely were up there With the ex-Black Panther uh, My man Charles Barron uh, My man Jamel uh, P.N. Henderson And a few other uh, political activists Who are doing their damn thing And we were at the African Burial Ground In Manhattan that was my first time there. I've never been there before. And, you know, we was um, we was talking about some heavy shit. And it, it just made me realize full circle how far I've come and how far we've come and how far we still need to go. Because we, we are not in a position to make the shots. We, are, we have, for the most part, always been in a position where, you know, it's funny because that's where I've landed um based off of this conversation um there's been a couple of other things that have been overturned and or opened the door for some interesting conversations due to the supreme court um a recent ruling alludes that they're going to start letting religion back into schools um there was a coach that was kneeling and praying after every football game. And uh, I believe the the Supreme Court just recently ruled that the school was infringing on his rights by not letting him do so. Um, Although, again, public schools are supposed to be separate from church and state, which is why no one religion is glorified within a school building. So, they stopped uh, doing prayers and things in public schools because you may have someone who is Hindu. But we still do the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance is different because that's more of an indoctrination to the United States of America. Yeah, but we still say one nation under God. We do. 
Um, however, this is a contradiction. It is a contradiction. I think the and they don't necessarily do the pledge of allegiance in schools anymore. Um, they Only do for like school assemblies. Yeah, they'll do them at graduations like and Special things like that. Yeah. Um, but yes, the the point still still holds true in terms of God is mentioned. I think when it comes to God, because God has been a pinnacle point in most religions. Correct. They try to say that that is a neutral zone to say the word God. Okay. Um, However, yes, there are certain religions that God doesn't exist. Right. Correct. It's just a religion without God and the presence of God. Right. There's karma. Yeah. Uh, There's the teachings of Confucius. Um, Different things like that. But nonetheless... Um, the ruling now basically opens the door up that if you want your school to be Christian, um, or have Christian themes, it can have those Christian themes and fuck your religion that ain't Christian. So if if we telling these kids, they got to pray to God, um, and, and white Jesus, they going to pray to God and white Jesus. Well, people going back to more charter and, and, and private schools. I mean, a part of part of my upbringing, even though I grew up in a predominantly, is so weird. I grew up in a predominantly Christian Baptist school. My mom still sent me to Catholic school for four years of my life, and I and I had to say all them. I had to say all the Catholic prayers. I had to learn all the sacrament prayers. I had to pray to uh, Holy Mary. We fucking had a prayer for Saint Peter. Like we had a prayer for Saint Teresa. Like yo. I had to learn all them shits. Yo, we even had a prayer about the army. Yeah. The difference, though, is that was a choice in terms of at least your parents yeah. deciding that for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, going to a public school where right. the education is supposed to be just guaranteed by the state. Right. And now you're guaranteeing a religion that I didn't ask for. Yeah, because if the principal is Hindu, guess what? That school going to be. It's going to be a Hindu public school. Yeah, but they're going to shut that shit down. <laughs> you know that. You know, it's it's weird times. We got the other ruling that came down that may open the door for guns to be in New York City. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know. I don't know. I know that a lot of gun enthusiasts are excited. I record clean, so that's all I'm saying. You know, I know a lot of people are saying that as well. You know, that their record is clean, so... It might be first in line to cop what they need to cop. Um, I just know that there's precedent of cities particularly having strict gun laws for a reason. Um, When you have population density as high as New York City, as high as Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, um, that's a lot of people and a lot of conflicts that happen every single day. Wow. And conflicts with fists and a certain type of way. Conflicts with knives and another type of way. Conflicts with guns can end in multiple different ways where somebody might die intended Somebody might die unintended. Not everybody who's going to get a gun is going to know how to shoot it. That's true. It's going to be way more innocent people dying and also people that 
Can you imagine the people that are awaiting to kill somebody? Can you like? There's people that are they did like they've been waiting for this moment their whole day. Like, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, it's different when it's a rural area and it's 15 miles to your neighbor, right? And you have a gun, and you go into town with your gun, whatever the case is. Your neighbor's on top of you. You having a bad night. That nigga's stomping. You go up there to confront them. You know that shit could get hostile, so you bring your gun with you. Y'all start arguing, and someone says the wrong shit. You got a shootout. Right. But because people legally can have the gun, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's just going to be more and more of that. And I'm not anti-gun. <clears throat> Me neither. Um, but I'm just talking about the realities that exist when you're in a highly populated area where everybody is on top of one another. People already got illegal guns. Bad look. Yeah, just a bad look um, because of the amount of scenarios that just go left uh, with so many people living in a particular place at one time. But if it goes through, we're going to see. We're going to see. Definitely going to see. I'm definitely uh, working on mine. So for those of you guys who are specifically in the security field, if you don't know the steps, holla at your boy. Um, before we go, Brittany Griner is still in Russia. She is facing 10 years. My God. The trial is supposed to start July 1st. Oh, that is fucking this week Friday. God damn. Yeah. So prayers to her. Um, there is not much many people can do. Damn. Um, Russia does not extradite. Extra, uh, Russia doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and Russia has no incentive to quote unquote do anything to help this young lady return to America. Um, Russia don't fuck with America, so this unfortunately is not going to go in any positive direction. Other than her getting a great defense lawyer and her attempting to really, truly make these allegations um, seem foolhardy and as they cannot stick. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I think we gave them enough for today. So what's the tough knot? Uh, The tough knot is... Despite what's happening, despite what's going on, this is tough. And it's a cliche, but you got to keep the faith. But it's about to get a whole lot ugly before it gets better. <laughs> it's about to get ugly. Um, What would dad say? I'm going to piggyback off of that, and I'm going to say... You got to keep the faith, but you got to do the work. A lot of people, I think, have given up on the idea of doing the work. And they're looking for a savior in all facets of life. Whether it's going to be a big money man that comes into your life and takes away your bills. 
whether it's the shorty that cooks and cleans your entire house because you don't know how to cook for yourself. Damn. You don't know how to clean. It's called YouTube, my nigga. How-to videos. How-to. Whether it's the big money payoff by some malpractice that might have happened. A lot of people <laughs> are waiting for a bag. A bag. That they don't even got to work hard for. Instead of finding a way to do the work and becoming their own savior. Superman is not coming to save you. And that ain't just in reference to the educational system. That's in reference to life. You're not on your own. But to make shit start to work. You got to push your own cogs. Nobody else is going to know what you need and what is necessary for you to get to the place that you want to get to. It's always going to be on you. It's just a matter of, are you willing to do the work? Keep the faith. Something might happen. A miracle might come across. You might bag that man that's willing to just take care of you for the rest of your life. You might bag that woman that is willing to just do go out of her way to make you feel like the king. You might have that little situation happen. But if you ain't doing the work at the same time, all for nothing. Another episode of Dad has a bow ties. Peace.